Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. I'm not even going to swat that fly. I hope they are watching. They'll see. They'll see and they'll know and they'll say, why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. again to Dark Discussions, your place for discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how's it going? Uh, a little under the weather, but otherwise I'm fine. Excellent. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? Good. Excellent. Uh, today is September 15th, 2022, that we're recording this, because some of our listeners, like Pam, uh, are always curious when we um, record our episodes, because they aren't necessarily released immediately after. Uh, this one will probably be released pretty quick, but, uh, for example, uh, the Korean film The Call uh, was our, our episode just a week or two ago, and, and that was recorded in January of 2021, and it was just released uh, in September of 2022. Um, so folks who have stumbled upon us, who we are, we uh, basically are uh, a genre podcast that talks about movies, so horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, arthouse, midnight movies, cult films, uh, drive-in films, and the like. Basically, we try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. Um, also, we have an email, darkdiscussions at AOL.com, and 
Also, on darkdiscussions.com, the website, there's a link on the menu called Contact Us, which will open up a mailbox, and you can type in an email that way as well. Simply put in uh, the subject, uh, whatever is related to this podcast. You, uh, most of everything pops in as Dark Discussions podcast, so maybe whatever topic you want to talk about. So if you have a, a film review or a suggestion or a movie you would like us to do, just write something in the subject. We'll get it and we'll read your email on the podcast. Um, also, uh, Eric, what else can people find on the website, www.darkdiscussions.com? Well, on each page, there is a badge that links to Patreon. Uh, Patreon is a service that allows you to financially contribute to your online artists like us. Uh, producing this show is not free. Uh, we have to pay for things like web hosting and uh, computer equipment and movie rentals and so on and so forth. So any help is greatly appreciated. Uh, for every $5 that you care to donate, you'll have the opportunity to submit a subject for it to possibly to do a show on. Uh, we take all the submissions from our patrons and draw one at random once a quarter. Uh, so if that's something that would interest you, any and all contributions are greatly appreciated. You can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions or go to darkdiscussions.com and follow the Patreon link on any page. Yes. And uh, any anything that is donated is greatly appreciated. Uh, we we uh, have had a lot of bills in the past three years uh, since in 2020. We moved to uh, a bigger uh, and better website, and then we had to move to a different um, podcast hosting uh, when when we had some technical difficulties with them last year. And then now this year we had to re-up um, uh, pretty much everything, both the website and the podcast hosting sites. So anything that you donate is greatly appreciated, and we try to uh, give back um so uh let me see here so we got uh anything else i wanted to bring up uh that's pretty much it for the house cleaning uh if we do have uh, any stuff that we want to talk about at the end of the podcast such as news or what we've been watching that is genre related that listeners would be interested in we will uh talk about that but uh before we do that we do our main uh focus which is uh, our discussion tonight. And with that, Eric, what is our discussion tonight? We're going to be talking about a movie that was number one at the box office last week, surprisingly enough. It's a horror movie currently in theaters called Barbarian. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. This is 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Why don't you come inside and we'll call these idiots. Why don't you just crash here? Oh, no. I don't know if you got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. It's dry and there's a lock on the door. By the way, I'm Keith. Test. You take the bedroom, and I'll sleep out here on the couch.
might seem overwhelming. But with a little practice, it can soon become a pleasurable experience. This is perfectly natural. Uh, that's right. Uh, Barbarian is a 2022 film. Uh, came out uh, September 9th, 2022, uh, throughout everywhere in the United States anyway. Uh, the film is directed by Zach Krager, and he read it, wrote it as well. Uh, the film stars uh, Georgina Campbell, Bill Skarsgård, Justin Long, Richard Brake, uh, among other uh, cameo-type roles that you don't even know when they when they happen. Um, the film, as Eric said, uh, won uh, the box office this week in its debut, and the film is actually getting very good reviews uh, by critics, and that is, um, at this time, um, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, that's uh, pretty good. Um, now we do not, uh, I do not have the, the data for the f- fan reviews. 74. 74. Okay. So yeah, that, that makes sense. It was, little, it, yeah. it was okay from fans, but I think better by credits. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right. Um, so, uh, I guess we can get into, uh, how we heard about this film and what we thought about this film. And, uh, let's start with you, Mike. I've seen the trailer for this, I think, for for a while. Um, it's the only way I think I'd heard about it. Um, it wasn't getting any uh, much buzz that I saw, on, like in fan circles online. I wasn't. Um, I don't think I saw anything on TV for it. I thought I see as many TV ads for things anymore. But uh, yeah, I saw the commercials for it. It looked the the, the trailer for it. I thought it looked good. Um, I liked it a lot. I, I liked it a, a whole lot. I thought it felt to me like um you know an, an early 80s horror film dressed up in uh, elevated clothing um it is a film that really if you don't know what it's about the better because i don't think they, i don't, really don't think you can watch it and know where the film is headed um it's probably the best trailer i think i've seen in a long time and that it shows you just enough to entice you without giving much of anything important away. Uh, and it does have some really cool moments. I think at the end, because it's of its exploitation roots, uh, uh, roots there's a little bit of, uh, uh, oh, really? <laughs> Is that what's going to happen? Kind of stuff that happens that's a little bit implausible. But by that point, you, you should be rolling along with the film. So uh, I, I really liked it. I highly recommend it. All right, sounds good. Uh, for me, uh, I heard about this film through trailers as well. Uh, I think it was in front of Black Phone, but uh, I didn't really pay attention because, as Eric does, I, I shut my eyes or walk out until the trailers are done. But I did see it again when we saw Bodies, Bodies, Bodies during the Dark Discussions Podcast News Network meetup, and uh, I wasn't going to walk out. Uh, for that, and so I saw the the trailer there. So that's pretty much really the first time I, I even knew this film existed was just about three weeks ago. Um, yeah, the film was getting uh, really good reviews. The trailer actually looked pretty good, even though uh, um, exactly with Eric, where I 
try not to judge films by a trailer. Um, so uh, I went and saw it on Tuesday night, uh, the only night I was able to do, because uh, as um, co-host Mike knows, um, we're, we're doing three different podcasts, and Barrett too, we're doing three different podcasts uh, weekly right now because of the She-Hulk and House of the Dragon shows. And then uh, I had um, a uh, two, two um, what do you call it, um, open houses for school for my six-year-old and eight-year-old. And then uh, I, I, I do my regular uh, uh, late-night trivia on Wednesdays where I did win $115. Um, so I went and uh, I'm, I'm kind of with Mike. Uh, actually, uh, this is a really good film. Uh, you don't know where it's going to go. Uh, I felt the last 10 minutes kind of, kind of ruined it a little bit because it, things happen that like Mike said, um, you know, at that point it's like, okay, right now, you know, it's true grindhouse type. Uh, and I wish they, they didn't go with that last 10 minutes with superpower stuff and whatever. But, uh, up until that point, this film, was easily um, a chance to make my number one film of the year, uh, or pretty close to it. I mean, it's still going to be tough to beat one or two other films uh, we've seen this year, uh, like um, The Orphan, First Kill, and, and The Curse. But um, unfortunately, it drops it a little bit. But still, uh, a damn good top ten horror film so far this year, if not a top five, because uh, of its, sort of, if not originality, its ability to be unpredictable. Um, and it was uh, a pretty scary film, uh, a lot of red herrings that you uh, were never sure if they were going to be red herrings or not. So they they worked well, um, tricked us pretty well. Uh, so, yeah, I recommend uh, just just be aware that uh, the film, in, at least in my opinion, the last 10 minutes, it just goes off the rails. Uh, so similar to like Mal Mal Malignant from a year ago, which was another really good film that that kind of went crazy uh but this one it it felt much weirder that it went that way out because otherwise it felt pretty locked in the real world or possible until that last 10 minutes uh let's go with you eric um i had i was also you know we went to bodies 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 together so the trailer was there um and i did close my eyes for most of it but uh yeah so i was aware of this movie um I saw the Rotten Tomato score. It was high, so I bought tickets. And then after I'd actually bought my tickets, I saw several, like three or four different people um, that I uh, follow on Twitter uh, say, you got to go see this movie. You have to go see this movie. Go see this movie. I was like, oh, all right, all right. Um, so I went and saw it, and man, I love this movie. Um, as both Phil and Mike allude to, um, if you look back on the movie and examine it reasonably, some of it doesn't hold up 100%. Uh, but I am here to tell you that during the runtime of the movie in the theater, no reasonable examination was going on. <laughs> At least not with <laughs> me. I was just sitting going, ah, what, what's, what's happening? <laughs> so... Um, 
I think it's very original. It's very good. Uh, it will almost assuredly be on my list at the end of the year. Uh, and Phil, I know it took an effort to get to see it in the theater. And I was going to be so incredibly frustrated uh, if I didn't get to talk about it this week because I, I was so enthusiastic about talking about it because it's so different. Um, so thank you for making that effort. Um, so, yeah, I loved it. And I would recommend you go see it in the theater. All right. Sounds good. Um, and let's go with you, Barrett. Um, yeah, I mean, what else can I say? This movie is really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I It was scary without relying on tricks to scare you, I felt like. Um, like, it wasn't a lot of jump scares. It just was sinister stuff that just made you feel creeped out the whole time. Um, it's definitely a different type of film. It's worth seeing, and I do disagree with one point with Phil. I think the superpower stuff started much earlier than the last 10 minutes. It's just not as obvious until the last 10 minutes. Mm. All right. I'm not uh, going to fight you on that. Oh. Yeah, we'll Was that Eric? I said I'm not going to fight you on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, sounds good. So uh seems like uh, all of us uh, enjoyed the film. I uh, thought it was pretty solid. Uh, horror film, and uh, with that, uh, Eric, do we have a wiki or IMDb? Wiki, wiki. <laughs> a woman staying in an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems. Yeah, that's good. I like it. Yep. Yep. Um, and even the trailer, uh, I felt even though I was forced to. Oh, I didn't force force, but I, I mean, we were. I wasn't going to walk out when I was hanging with, out with all you guys, but even the trailer didn't tell me too much. So I, I was, no. the trailer. you know, uh, I had a friend asking me about this movie and I was like, I listed off some things that would, you know, you could kind of jumble together and make this movie. And he was like, Oh my God, that sounds weird. <laughs> so I was like listing off like Detroit secret tunnels and, uh, serial killers and babies. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was, uh, actually didn't even know any of the actors were going to be in this until Mike brought it up last week that Justin Long and Bill Skarsgård were in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I, I had, I am, and also, uh, Richard Brake. So I, I didn't even know. Um, actually I think it, you, it, you brought it up, Mike, when we were, uh, right before we started talking about one of our TV show episodes. Um, so yeah, I, it was, uh, yeah, I was uh, trying I mean, to figure not... out when Justin Long would come in. <laughs> I was like, this is oh, weird. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll talk about all that. Um, and uh, I will say that that story um, held on pretty good why people didn't just bail um, immediately. And uh, it was all reasonable and, and made sense uh, because most people in, in their right sense would say, all right, I'm out of here and I'll just go to the cops and and they even even cleared up that about the cops so uh Uh well too so um some of it like normally you'd be like oh that person would leave but her personality was not like that so at some point her consistency was so much that i could accept it yep and uh uh, we'll, we'll get into all that as well, and uh, I concur. So, uh, 
for folks who are new to the podcast, what we do here, we don't just review, uh, but we critique and dissect our topic. So at a certain point, we'll throw up a spoiler alert and talk about everything and anything related to the film, uh, especially this film here. Uh, we want to talk about it a lot, uh, not just review it. Uh, so we will warn you at that point. So, you know, if you haven't seen the film and you want to see the film before we talk about uh, specifics, you can shut off the podcast. Uh, yeah. But before um, we do that, we, what we do is we talk about general stuff. Uh, related to the film. So we could talk about uh, the burnt-out Detroit areas. We could talk about serial killers. We could talk about the actors involved and whatnot. Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, I think what makes this... I I mentioned the trailer. uh, And I actually also saw, I think it was... uh, Is it Stephen Miller's review? um, Or Mark Miller? I can't remember. He does YouTube uh, reviews for horror films. But um, I used to be ambush bug on Ain't It Cool News. And when he reviewed it, he also called out the trailer. The trailer brings you right up to the moment in the film. <laughs> right. 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 And no further. And it doesn't hint as what's coming. It basically t- sets up the situation where these two characters double book a, a, an Airbnb reservation. And yep. obviously you're, you're caught off guard. You're, you're in... Um, Detroit, they go downstairs. As they go downstairs, they find um, or the woman finds a room which obviously has some naughty, sexy things happening in it, perhaps. Or and like my mind at that point was going, is this like a human trafficking kind of film? And then that's about it, really. Yeah, I was thinking it was going to be. Uh, like like the James Patterson novel, Kiss the Girls, or something like that, without the police procedural. So yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I have I some think, interesting things to yeah. say about all that. I saw. Uh, I read an interview with the director, um, who's also the writer. Oh and, yeah, uh, I did too. I think yeah, I I, I've got some too. some interesting yeah. details on how that all <laughs> went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the one interesting thing about the double book. Uh, we, you know, we have a young woman and a young man. And though neither of them may be harmful to the other, uh, specifically for the the quote unquote weaker uh, sex, uh, you would you would think major concerns for the woman uh, if she stays with a complete stranger in an Airbnb who has full access to her and her her bedroom. It's it's kind of. A little spooky, and and so uh, well, I think set up right the, like yeah. the first act of the movie. They're just ratcheting up the tension. Yep. Yeah. 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 And and and, it's, and it goes down quick, but it goes up, then it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. But at a certain point, uh, yeah, and you just never know what. And most of the time, I I was convinced that there was no issues related to um, either of our two original leads in the in the movie, but the movie goes back and forth where it makes you think, well, maybe, maybe that person is off a little bit after all. Mm-hmm. And, and I will get into why I thought that at certain points. And I think that was intentional that way. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. He's played, yeah. By Bill, he's played by Pennywise the clown. So there's that's that. That's the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that, that, that was funny. About, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, and that was the first thing I noticed when I saw both characters, I was almost laughed because it's a typical thing where, where, uh, the girl or the woman is is English, 
you know, Brit- Britain, and the the guy is Swedish. So neither of them are Americans. So it was kind of funny that they're playing Americans, and they have better accents than me. They don't have the, the they can pronounce their own. <laughs> that is true. That is very insightful, Phil. I did not know that Georgina <laughs> Campbell was British until I saw an interview with her. Oh, don't kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she her, she got the the Brit accent, so she speaks funny. We're at this point now where I'm more surprised when an American character is not played by a Brit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we got, but but then we have one that was played by a by a Swede too. So and hey, they're all Swedes, Mike. So so there you go. That's kind of funny. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it it really is. It is a great setup, and it hooks you in. I actually could feel myself being in like in the the Skarsgård role because it would be that sort of trying so hard to not be creepy that you that come you off as run, creepy that you would come off as creepy yeah. right well, I, I can see that even better was that it was kind of creepy how closely they connected almost too so that was weird too it well just I, I, to it. well yeah but you know it, it made sense because it was just complete coincidence that both of them have the exact same um, interests and 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 he proved it and she proved it without either of them being phonies. So mm-hmm. it was it was kind of kind of cool. Um, but I did have to say, Barrett, that I was worried when when he offered the tea. The first thing I was thinking was, "Don't drink the tea." Well, we're so funny. One the details. So when when we talk about the film craft first, and then throw up a yeah, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, so this is truly uh, three. Uh, actually, it's almost like four acts. It's kind of interesting because there's the the first act, then there's the Justin Long act, and then there's the the flashback act, and then there's the end act. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 the movie is broken strictly into four, um, and um, it's interesting too because there's no lead. It, it's a truly a um, what, what do we call it a uh, uh, ensemble cast, yeah, thank well, you. I yeah might, because because I the whole call... middle half of the film is is Justin Long's character, which but you're right, the ending and the beginning, you I can argue call Tess the lead is yeah. is yeah yeah you're right. She's but the one that brings us into the movie and the one that you know yeah takes right. it out of the that, movie, that's so. what that's the thing that would make her the lead was and, because um, and she also gets her own little um we follow her to her job interview right we never follow Bill Skarsgård. True. What he does, right, yeah. right, right. But, um, but well, I should rephrase it. It's it's kind of really her story. Then it's Justin Long's story, right, right. And because well, Scott God is more of a, a supporting role though, most of the time. Well, and I will say that one of the things I found so intriguing about this movie and effective about this movie is that there are at least two points in the movie where it is like no transition at all. Boom! All of a sudden, <laughs> you are in a different place with a different mood trying to figure out what the fuck you're watching uh (laughs) and i thought it worked incredibly well um yeah what did you guys think about that well it kind of reminded me oh sorry go no i was gonna say the same thing it kind of reminded me of uh the orphan first kill where it just the film just switches with with this thing and it's like what the heck just happened and it's like I don't know if I'm going to get into this. And then it turns out to be awesome. So in this one, even though it's completely different than the off and first kill, when we switch to another character in another state, at first I was like, Oh, this, this kind of, I want to go back to what I was seeing. And then, <laughs> right. then you get, 
then you get really into it immediately. It's like, oh, all right, this is actually pretty good, you know? And so then they like, give you the connection. Yeah. Yeah, right, it kind right, of yeah. reminded me of Pulp Fiction, the way I felt with the different exactly. scenes in, in that movie. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. and really, the, the, there's that flashback, which I think, like, now that you mentioned it, Phil, so it's really like a three-act film with a prologue, but then with the, the prologue yeah. shoved in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah. that would spoil yeah. things. And I, and I agree, it was totally a Pulp Fiction thing. I thought that while I was watching, I was like, okay, Tarantino would love this, and not, not necessarily because it focused on feet. Um, <laughs> but, like, they make sure, like, when you see, when you cut to the Justin Long story, you see Ocean. And they're like, we are not in Detroit. We are <laughs> a thousand miles away from Detroit. We don't want you thinking that he's driving around the corner or some other part of Detroit that he's going right. to, he is nowhere near there. Yeah. That and was so, yeah, just, Lake Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. It right. Like, and it, where, and it where was, was most certainly uh, Pacific ocean too. So obvious. yeah. 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 Uh, what was I say? Uh, so, so uh, I, I like that idea, that point though. I'm like, yeah, the prologue. That's a, that's a, that's kind of like yeah. a prologue that was thrown in the middle. Um, I do, I do think the film reminded me, and I, I kind of thought that was going to happen because when daylight comes after the beginning, because the beginning of the film it starts out, uh, you know, at nine o'clock at night or something. It's dark and stormy uh, night. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you can't really see the neighborhood. But then you remember that film by uh, the guy that wrote the, that did the Evil Dead remake, uh, the one about the guy with the the, the turkey baster. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Yeah, don't breathe. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. Breathe. So, so yeah. it's like that Detroit, and it's like holy yeah. smokes, because when you or see, it follows Detroit, right? Oh, oh, and you know what else? It follows exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like it follows. Yeah. So it uses the old dilapidated, abandoned uh, neighborhoods that used to be. Hugely beautiful suburban areas when when um, there was a lot of more employment for the auto industry before a lot of the auto industry moved to uh, different areas of the country or, or world, um, and so all those neighborhoods just became abandoned, and then they became like uh, drug drug holes and homeless shelters and and just rotting and dilapidated and it's, it's just amazing that these properties that were once beautiful couldn't even be sold and so they just fall into disrepair and not just one house down the road because of some you know strange person but literally entire neighborhoods so the way the way my friend dan likes to describe it because he gets a little irritated with people who try and shit on detroit um he's like yeah. if you actually make it into detroit the city itself yeah. Is actually beautiful. pretty nice. What, yeah, but what they what they showed in the Detroit, movie you have to drive through what he refers to as the ring of shit, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, the, and the ring of shit is where all those neighborhoods are. Does that yeah, so? Okay. Do those dilapidated houses? Is it that extensive? Like it? It seems. Huge. I mean, a lot of people I mean, would like to think that all of Detroit is like that, and it's not. But there no, are. No, I don't think it's all like, like that. that. I'm just wondering how extensive yeah. it is. Like, and is they it... actually filmed that near Detroit, so I mean, that's a place. Okay, that's what I was wondering. But, but yeah. I, I gotta say, most of the movie must have been filmed in like Bulgaria or something, because yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I see everybody in the credits at the end, because everybody stayed to see if there would be a, a scene at the end to see what happens to. One of the characters. Yeah, they, they, they set it up for you to think there was going to yeah. be a post-credit scheme, and there was not. Yeah. Yeah, every, everybody's last name, 
uh, and first name were all Bulgarians. And so I said, all right, this is an Eastern European uh, film similar to Open 24 Hours where he filmed it all over in the other, you know, the old country. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was amazing that, that because we have the, the, na- the house and then we have the neighborhood, which is horrible. And then when she goes into the interview, it's beautiful. That part of the Detroit is awesome. right there. So Detroit's yeah. not a shithole. No, no, not at all. It was pretty awesome. Like a lot of cities, it has parts that are. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There are parts you don't want to go to, but most of it's fine. Right, right. Well, I'll tell you one thing. When I went to see Lola Kirk in in, uh, Brooklyn, and uh, my hotel that I I chose in Queens, um, when I got there, it was Brooklyn. It was, I mean, it was what we saw in this movie. Because we had, uh, it was literally, the hotel was in the middle of like seven or eight car junkyards and so literally on the streets of queens there's cars with no tires and just laying there burnt out and then to walk to the subway i had to walk through all that and through all these halal uh slaughter places so there's there's chicken feathers and dead pieces of chicken thrown in you know because because they're, you know they're doing all the prayers to, to you know to bless the food and but but it's live food they're doing it right there it's not it in a farm, you know, out of mm-hmm, Kentucky, mm-hmm. right there. And so it's like, this is just crazy. And, um, that's, that's kind of what, uh, so, so these things do exist. These interesting things do exist. And, and not, no, no disrespect to the halal. They were very clean and all that. It's just that, you know, when you have all the junkyards and then the, the slaughterhouses all together in one spot, and it's kind of, kind of strange, yeah. but anyway, um, go on, Eric. You were you were talking about Detroit, and uh, no, that was my main point. Is that there that there are places? I mean, that was filmed in a, an actual place near Detroit. Um, yeah, but it's not all like that. That was the only oh, and it, it was. I remember it was really Mike that I, I was talking back to because Mike was the one that said all cities have these areas, and I was saying yeah, that, that's, yeah true. that's true. I, I was I was in the part of Queens that that was kind of like that. Um, so uh, where do we want to? go at this point here um i mean i think we better throw out the spoiler flag sooner than later yeah this is really a movie where you you want to go in knowing as little as possible because the surprises are just delicious yeah yeah and our review side we already pretty much gave it which is a pretty solid film and and if not 100 percent original uh it's it's put together in a way that makes it feel uh fresh so, um, so we all like the film. So, yeah, at this point, I guess we can do our critique and and dissect and talk about everything and anything. So, uh, we'll throw up the spoiler alert. Uh, the spoiler alert is now up, and uh, we are beginning to talk about anything and everything about the film. So, where do we want to start? Well, I want to start by just kind of conflating two things. Um, a review with a director that I read and uh, then a then a panel uh, that I saw that he was on. Uh, just talk about the development of the story, um, which is that apparently at one point, uh, the director has, I got to get his name in my head, um, Zach Greger. Uh, sorry, Kreger with a C. Um, Zach Kreger was, was reading this book about, uh, basically about how, women uh, constantly have to be on alert and pay attention to things that men generally don't. Um, 
you know, the, the little, little signs that some might be up, you know, uh, unasked for favors, unwanted attention, just the little, little things that might alert them that, Hey, this dude might be up to no good. Um, that typically uh, day to day, your, your average guy doesn't have to worry about. And he was thinking about that when he started writing the story, which was the beginning of the movie, uh, which is that these two people double book an Airbnb and she's trying to figure out whether this dude is, is a creep or not. <laughs> so he, he started the story with the intention of this dude turning out to be a creep. And as he got further and further into the story, uh, he got to the part where they find the room in the basement. And he was like, well, uh, at this point, this is like, if this guy's going to do something, this is when he's going to do it. But whatever I come up with is never going to live up to what people have built up in their heads at this point. He's like, and and so he was like, didn't know how to take that forward in a satisfying matter. So he was just like, fuck it. A big naked woman comes out of nowhere and smashes his head in. <laughs> and, and that was, the the, that was the end of the story. He was playing on ending it there and doing it as a, as a short film. Uh, and then eventually uh, built it out to, to, to be what it is now. Um, but I think that's, that's great. And I, I think it also uh, explains why we get that hard cut there. Uh, because he, he had to like start building another story from that point. Uh, you've got to you've got to tell the story of who's the woman, where does she come from, right? Um, yeah, and, and it's funny because I was thinking while I'm watching because there is I'm not saying there's no tension in the beginning, there is, but it, it's that soft sort of building tension. Mm-hmm. But it, it is slowly paced for the first like, 45 minutes, so it gives you some time to think. And you know, she says uh, when she gets there uh, to Justin Long after a little bit, well brother conversing about how women have to put up with shit that men don't and absolutely true but then i think uses a horrible example in my opinion of saying well if the roles were switched you know uh you would have no trouble just barging barging right in there and i I, you know i think if the roles were switched i don't think you ever would have gotten in the door right that i don't think you would ask it well especially the type Especially the type, since we're in spoilers, especially the type of guy he is, he's not a dirtbag. He wouldn't be the type that just pushes his way into the house, I don't think. Exactly. And even if it was, if he had shown up, you know, if you had flipped it around, and if, let's say, it was a guy that showed up at his door, he, he wasn't taking the couch. <laughs> he, was, he wasn't doing yeah. that for her. So, now, obviously, I, I, yes, obviously it was there, but it was just, like I, I thought, a bad analogy on her part. Um... But yeah, obviously they bring up the whole thing, and again they use by by making uh, the Skarsgård character uh, is it Keith? Um, yeah, his name is Keith Toshko. Yeah, mm-hmm. from New York City, from Brooklyn, as a matter of fact. And by making Keith like so, like I said before, so conscious of trying to make her seem com- feel comfortable, and that yeah. like he's like, no, I'm not here to rape you. Well, thank you know that that kind of thing <laughs> without actually coming out and saying that because he doesn't want to seem that creepy um right. they do manage to again make him creepy uh <laughs> and, and and acknowledge those realities and bring them up you know that it is a that these are that this is this is a thing that would be going through her head without question 
And mm-hmm. I don't know how long you could go uh, before you finally let your guard down. I mean, I would certainly, if I was her, I, I did she, I mean, she, we know she eventually locks her bedroom door. But she I don't does kind of get closer to him once she learns the commonality. She starts drinking the wine. She makes herself vulnerable once once she gets yeah. that. But you know what? I, I, again, you're right. It's still a stranger, and she's in a room. It's not a public place. But he was legit because he yeah, was a member. I would of a do band the same thing. Just, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 right. And and so, they also they also make it very clear that she's into him. Like when she does go to bed and closes yeah. the door, she has this little smile on her face, like she just had a good date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. And they make um, clear that she is when she shows up. She's getting phone calls from her ex that she keeps blocking. Oh, that's what it was. I didn't get it. Yeah, good, yep, good yep. catch, Mike. Um, well, oh, I anyway, actually, now I think about it, I, I completely forgot to mention this. I wanted to. Yeah, because she I says, don't think go I've away. Ever, I don't think I've ever seen a horror movie announce that it's a horror movie as early as this movie did. Because it's like literally from the first shot yeah, the where you're music. Yeah. where you have the with her sitting in her car outside the the house with the creepy music. It's like, it's like immediately... Like this is no no romantic comedy is starting with this kind of music, <laughs> right? Oh, not you know, the score. Like, the score to this movie was awesome. Right? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was really well done. Yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So so yeah. She she uh, let her guard. I mean, but you know, you know. I mean, I I've gone on a number of dates where a lot of times I I. I always suggested to meet at a restaurant, but a lot of times they still just wanted me to pick them up. And I did anyway. And I have them in my car. And then they would invite me over. And even my wife, my first date with my wife, uh, she invited me over her house for a bottle of wine after. And, you know, we just hung out and talked till like, you know, one in the morning. And, and yeah, people, people, that's what they do, I guess. You know, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying it's wise. Uh, because I'm yeah. like you, Mike. I, I'm just thinking continuously. Like I hope, that, you know, I I'm, I'm hoping they they know that I'm legit and I'm not here to do anything terrible. So it's yeah, it, it scares the hell well, out of me. Her situation's a little different, but her situation's a little different because you know she doesn't know this guy. They're both staying in the same place. She actually doesn't even know how bad the area is. Right. <laughs> so when yeah, he and, says and it wasn't here, like she had. It wasn't like she was set up on a date or right. she had already talked to him on the phone. This is just a complete stranger that's in a house that she's supposed to be renting. It's like, who the hell is this guy? What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so yeah, that's, well, I that's, think it's, I think it's fair to say that most guys aren't complete creeps. Um, most guys do kind of end up getting, getting married, you know, at some point. So they're able to convince women to, that they're worth marrying. Not. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I understand that. Uh, yes, no, that doesn't always end well. But again, the idea is that how many have to be complete creeps to make you want to always be on your guard, right? Mm. So, uh, yeah, I, I I totally get it, and I, yeah, it's just weird that I no not, not taking a shot at Phil, but that they would yeah come come on over, pick me up at my place as opposed to. Um, meeting me there, uh, bringing you back on the first date, you know, so Phil has yeah, to a really good job of finding all of his flaws. <laughs> I think times um, have changed a lot, too. I think that would be less likely now than it was back in the 90s, say, or 
early yeah, 2000s. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, but even back then in the 90s and and 2000s, when you know my 20s and 30s, when I when I was doing all my dating, um, yeah, they I was already thinking like. I can't believe this woman wants me to pick her up. And I just suggested to, you know, just meet her. And then, and then you know, and even though we had a great time for four hours at a restaurant and bar, um, she now wants me to drive her home and, and come in to have coffee or whatever. And it's like, you, you know, you just, you just don't know, you know, I know I'm safe and I'm not, yeah. and I'm not going to do any of them, but, but they don't know that. And, and, you know, I, you hear so many terrible stories, like that girl. Let me rephrase that woman in Memphis that was just jogging at four thirty in the morning, and she is now dead because of yep. some scumbag. You know, I remember two, three years ago when we went to Mystic. Me and Abe were heading to Mystic Pizza, and we're driving through the rural section of Connecticut near the casinos to get there. And we is this big reservoir that's really nice. And it was this woman that's really attractive, just jogging in like a crop top and whatever. And I said to Abe, I can't believe this woman's not, not here with like, you know, a second person. You know, you should always, women have to worry about that shit. And, mm-hmm. and it's just scary. It's just scary. And um, it bothers me when, when, when I see them not being prepared, you know, because things like what happened in Memphis happen, and it's a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and and nobody ever jokes, Bill. You have two daughters, right? No one ever jokes to a, a, a father with two sons about. So, did you get the shotgun yet? Right, right. You know, because <laughs> we all know why, right? You know, it's like we know there's a reason why fathers are overprotective of daughters. It's because, because they're you know, dude, and they know what dudes are about. Right, because if it's not them, it, you know, they, they certainly have their friends that they would never want their daughters dating. Right. Uh, or, or, or you just look in the news and, you, and you know, who's the, who's the person that got kidnapped or disappeared, you know? It's, I mean, it can be children, you know, boys too and stuff. But it's, you know. Oh, like, I mean, and, and, and truthfully, you know? most, most violent crime is, is directed at men with the exception of rape. Um, it's men beating on shooting, stabbing, whatever other men, yep. you know, but well, and even if there, even if there's no violence involved, uh, by the time you come up with a father, usually you've made it through high school at that point. And in high school, you learn how guys talk about women and it's gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, you know, though, you know, though, sure. I, I, I love- I have a lot of girl woman friends and they tell me that they do the exact same thing. So when we see those weird, funny comedies where girls are, are talking about guys and it's, it's kind of like over the top locker talk, they do that. So well, we, just know that's not my, because we're, we're a lot, we're men. So we are talking together and we hear it all the time as men, or we did hear it all the time as men, but they were women were doing it too. So, That's not my point, though. My point is that living in a patriarchal society as we do, uh, often the man is under the impression that it is his job to be the protector, right? And having gone through, having learned how men look at and talk about women when he is put in the in the place of being the protector of his daughters, uh, that's where that comes from. That's the point I was trying to make. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I mean, I, I I do that just about anything, not even 
sexual assault. I, I like like when we went to the Fourth of July parade. Um, I said, if you see anybody, you damn damn uh, Alexis or Siri or whatever. Um, but um, yeah, Siri. Uh, but what happened was is that that you know, and my 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 oldest Colette was saying, "Don't talk that way, Dad." And and my my, my wife goes, "No, you listen because it's true." So stranger danger. Yeah, yeah, because you know we we seen you know what and literally there was there was a shooting that yeah. day in I think Indiana. We've gotten way off track. Sure. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> right, 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 right. But but I, I just wanted to make a point that that uh, um, uh, you you brought the patriarch thing up, and I'm yeah, just saying it, that, it, that it's, it's even it's... more than that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so so the Skarsgård character they. Since it's all the whole whole first act is all through the perspective of um, the Tess character rather than the Keith character, the Keith character is always we're always wondering. Yes, he is under our suspicion. Yeah, and because again, we know it's a horror film. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if, it, if, it, if we knew it wasn't a horror film, we wouldn't be anybody be under suspicion. But the the writing by the director is intentional, and it does work. Um, and even later, after the big reveal in the basement, then Keith, you begin to think, well, maybe there's something odd about him after all, because he still has to say, "I got to see what's down there. I got to see what's down there," mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to go. But well, and the thing make... that made me a little suspicious was his his uh, fervent desire to stop her from leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because like she's yeah. clearly freaking the hell out, and she just wants to go. And I, I like if I was, I just would have been like, bye. <laughs> I would let her yeah. go, and then yeah. if I felt like going to check it out, I go check it out. Right. Yeah. Or, or tell her to wait out in the car or something. But then again, you don't mm-hmm. want to wait in the car in that neighborhood. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It was, a, it was a situation which is, or, or he should have just took her word for it. But again, he doesn't know her either. So if we we're through his perspective, you know, she could have been, been the weird one at points, you know, the one that is a little off and we're trying to figure out. So he's thinking, what is she talking? I, I, but you're right. The thing is, is maybe he should have just let her walk, mm-hmm. you know, and, and by him not doing that makes him suspicious again. But again, you know, I mean, I mean, at that point, they're kind of friendly. And and so I could see him that being a normal reaction for for someone like him, even if if we're looking through Tess's eyes and what we saw ourselves and he hasn't seen yet, it doesn't look like a normal reaction, but he hasn't seen anything yet. So for him, mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes sense. Um, but I'll tell you one thing when, when she finds that room, I, I was immediately saying, I'm out of here. And, <laughs> and, and, and not, I would have broke the fucking window right. before he even came back. And, and because she locks herself in the basement, I would, I would have just bolted, uh, and, you know, and gone to the cops or something, you know, immediately. Oh, oh yeah. Drive and- to, and and, and first if all, the car first of all, I would have get serious. You, you call the FBI, even though I don't trust those bastards. But you, but, but at least someone <laughs> would would you know go on like U.S. She she left her phone behind, right? Yep. But yeah, I mean the probably if the once I got out of the basement, I probably would go downstairs and take a picture. 
Yeah, because she could have got her phone again because she had the key for the right. front door. So she could have broke the window, gone to the front door, unlocked the front door, got her cell phone. You're right. Could have gone back down, took a picture, and then got the hell out of there. And that's mm-hmm. what I would have done. I would have not have I, – I, I don't – that was my first, like, no-no. Whoops. Big mistake. Yeah, there were a bunch of things where she was uh, – <laughs> well, and <laughs> like – uh, the fact that anyone went down those stairs, <laughs> like yeah. kinda, we don't see what happens to Keith. Um, I have to imagine he was dragged down those stairs, though, because I can't yeah. I can't imagine anybody opening up that little end of the hallway there and going, oh, well, let's see what's down here. <laughs> well, it made it sound like he did, though, similar to like. Uh, Justin's Lawn character, Justin's Lawn character was a little different. He was doing it for for a funny reason, which was was hilarious, I thought. But yeah. but um, he, the, the way Keith spoke, he says he says someone's down here. We can't go back there. So, but you're right. I mean, if I had seen what Keith saw and then found the, the stairs that went down, at that point I would have said, well, I already saw the the bed. The, yeah, the yeah. shit bucket and the yeah, video recorder. Yeah, That's enough. That room, I don't have to go and down. Then found that little panel that opens up. I'm like, oh, yeah, that camera in the room is all I need to know. That's all. Yeah, 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 in the shit bucket. In the shit bucket. You know, I was like, okay, that that's a, yeah, that's it. There's no no you can doesn't even matter what's further down in the basement down in, down those stairs. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, and there's a moment when she finds the secret door uh, that leads to the bedroom. And <laughs> she just goes, nope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just started laughing because that, that movie Nope came out earlier this year that, that I've already seen. Uh, and <laughs> he said during an interview that he actually showed this movie to Jordan Peele um, and asked him about that moment. He was like, are we cool? And turned out, yeah, that's great. Leave it in. That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, see, I, I wouldn't even got that connection. That's just a common thing I would have said myself. Was like, nope, I ain't going in there. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, and the thing is, is too, is that when she, th- there's a reflection of the door knob that mm-hmm. made it look like there's two eyes in there too, and it's like, oh jeez, I don't even know if I'm going to go in there. But, <laughs> but she did, and and she finds the door knob, and and then you find that that room, and it's like, yeah, that, at that point, I don't I don't know how. She didn't break the window, and I have no idea why Keith went further down the stairs. At that point, the moment you find yeah. the video recorder, as you said, Barrett, you're out of there. You're gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those just aren't good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A hidden room with a bed, a, t- uh, a shit bucket, and a VCH recorder. You're, you're, you're gone. Hey, and once that door was opened, if I was staying there, I'd take that thing off the hinges. Because I'm not getting locked down there again. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I, I wish they had her do more searches, like, to see if there's, like, a saw or something. I don't know. Anything. Electric saws. Anything. But, but yeah, 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 there's no way that door would still be on the hinges for me either, Barrett. I'm right. I'm right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to put shit in front of that secret door so it couldn't be opened. And taking yep. that one off the hinges in case I had to go down there again because all the toilet paper was down there. You got yeah, it. Yeah, I thought there. it was so silly too when she went downstairs <laughs> and just grabbed one roll. It's like yeah, I did too. I said, 
At least what grab a spare, right? Yeah, right. you're going to need at least two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. <laughs> that, that, now, that was ridiculous, too. Well, and here's the thing, and, and, and this is what I'm talking about. When you go back and examine it, it kind of falls apart a little bit. But uh, I think we're meant to believe that when she wakes up and finds her bedroom door open, that the mother had been yes. snooping around the house. That's what I'm thinking is that when they but if that if door you locks automatically, it, how the hell did she get up into that level of the house? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, how does she even get out of the house? You're right. Yeah. Because finally, don't yeah, it doesn't make any sense, you're, yeah. Mike, you thought of that too, huh? Uh yeah, that I didn't think of it immediately, but I thought of it not long after I got out of the theater. My my bigger issue is when this woman, now I don't know, maybe they're just Maybe it's just Detroit cops. I don't know. When this woman goes to the cops and tells them, I was abducted. I just escaped. I've been, you know, and they're just like, yeah, whatever, lady. Yeah, she's just, like, they just think she's a junkie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I found that really, really questionable. I really do. Um, well, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe if anybody <laughs> out there who has been yeah, kidnapped and ran up to the cops... And, and right. told them that, and they had that experience. If you want to relate that to me, well, but she didn't, that, even, Mike, she didn't even come across as like as a junkie to me at that point. No, right, well, she right, did not. Right. And, and even then, they brought her back to the house, and they saw the window was broken. That's enough for them to enter the house because there's a crime committed. So they didn't even go look. That was the thing that pissed me off. Hmm. You know? her, her saying that should be probable cause. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And for like, no matter, even if she's crazy, e- yeah, even if she's a crazy and a junkie, the point is, is that you have someone that came up to you and said that I was, I'm looking like this because I've been held captive by a crazy woman. That's enough. You're absolutely right, Mike. So the the cops, uh, I don't, I, I mean. You're right. Uh, now, when I, it, I, it's like you said, Eric. That, yeah, as you start talking about it, it falls apart a little bit, even though it's a fun movie. So, so I, I'm right there with you, Mike. That's a fair point. And she doesn't even bring up the milk, which I would understand. That might just be like, all right, hold on. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you don't even have to bring it. All she had to do was say that I've, I've been held captive for two months, two weeks, and there's there's a hidden room where people are being attacked and or whatever, and and. They didn't even go check. That that was just weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, well, and just, the, the the cops are meant to be, uh, I believe, just apathetic, um, which is not unrealistic. There are a lot of police in in the area of Detroit that are apathetic because <laughs> really they can't stop anything. <laughs> right, right. You know, yeah, yeah, I, I guess you're right, but but. They were right there. Oh, that's the thing with a, a window that's been broken. So yeah, probably. No, I'm, I'm not arguing with you on that point. Yeah, yeah. but but yeah, yeah. I, I know I know what you mean. You know, police officers can 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 be um, they're people too. Yes. Yeah, yeah they, they can find. be. I just I just found that that maybe because I didn't she didn't come across as like and we've seen movies like this before, right? Where a character is kind of crazed and they look hard she didn't look that bad given she'd spent what two weeks Uh in a hole in the ground right Right. and 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 if and and it would and she looked like okay i could believe when someone came up she said i have been 
kidnapped and held. And given the world we live in, Absolutely. you know, if you're a young, attractive woman, yep. like if it was Bill Skarsgård that went out there looking like that and said, I, I was held underground captive. It's like, all right, maybe he is just a, you know, a, right. a crazy kook. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yep. young women get, get trafficked. And I don't think even <laughs> even if even if I'm giving being as uncharitable to them as possible, I would think the chance to be like hero cop saves woman from underground sex dungeon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right. like <laughs> well, they never saw the dungeon though. They didn't. Well, that's the thing. All they had to do was see that room, and the the whole movie would have ended right there, and right. everything well, would have been solved. They didn't because she wasn't making sense. Because yep. what happened doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, right. but but, uh, but she did, all she said was was I've been held captive for two weeks or whatever, and mm-hmm. and that is enough for a, like Mike said, a pretty woman that was probably chained to the bed as mm-hmm. uh, some, some kooks and and, he, and being molested. Uh, we got to check this out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that that's what I I, I would have thought my first reaction too, because again, like you said, my even if she was quote unquote trailer trash. People can be attractive even as "quote unquote" trailer trash, and people who are attractive are more apt to be, uh, like, yeah, be be sex trafficking. Trafficking. You know, I, I just remember the Ten Commandments, the movie with uh, uh, Charlton Heston, and is this uh, Jewish woman, Israeli woman, who's really beautiful, and one of the characters says to her, "The uh, a, a Jewish woman in this day and age." being as attractive as you is a curse because the Egyptian slave owners are raping them. And, and that's, you know, this woman, like you said, Mike is an attractive woman. She's claimed she's been kidnapped and, uh, against her will. That's the first thing I would think. You remember that movie? Uh, we interviewed the director, um, alive. You remember the guy was, was a psycho. I mean, these things happen and the cops did nothing. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, I'm kind of now. The only point I'm trying to make is there are plenty of real life examples where the cops did nothing. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. comes to mind. Well, I was thinking that too. <laughs> I would say, you know, and and at least I shouldn't say at least because it's, there's no excuse. But it was a, a an individual who could not speak English, and they took the word of the man that could speak English. But obviously, the correct thing was if there's a person that's hurt, whether it's a gay lover or not, as as Dama was claiming, the point is is that there was some sort of abuse that occurred. They should have immediately arrested Dama right there. They didn't. They they brought Dama back with the guy, the kid, and then the kid got murdered. Here, you have a woman who could speak with them completely right. No, meaning meaning she spoke English and they could understand her, and they still did nothing. But you're right, Eric. I, it's it's fair. You're absolutely everything you said is 100 percent on board because yeah, it's it's apathy and, and things happen like that. Yeah. yeah, it's frustrating though. You know, it's like ah, they oh, you're supposed to be frustrated. Anybody. That's the whole point of that scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it and it, it gets rid of the cops out of the movie easily because you you keep on thinking, why does she go to the cops? Why does she go to the cops? Why does she? Because they're they're apathetic assholes. But well, then, at that point, yeah. I was thinking, why don't you call the FBI or, or the U.S. Marshals or the ATF, somebody? I want to say it's not just apathy either. It's also that they don't even have the manpower anymore to look into things because all those communities provided tax dollars. Now they don't. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, they have yeah, less but... people to do the job. 
and they're just, you know, worked to the bone. So they don't, it's not just apathy. It's more than that. So, it's deeper than that. But, but I guess the thing in this thing that pissed me off, though, because it's not even really all the apathy. The point was, is that they saw the woman. She's there. They brought her back. They saw the broken window and they still did nothing. So the that, 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 that left is, her there was shitty. That, so, that so was, that's, that's yeah, leaving her there was pretty crappy. Yeah, that's just two cops that suck. Yeah. No excuse, apathy or not. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I never said there was an excuse. No, I don't, I'm not saying there's, there's an excuse. I'm just telling you <laughs> that it's it's deeper yeah, yeah. than just apathy. There's more to it than just that. It's like yeah, just yeah. the way those communities are policed because there's nobody that lives there anymore that they care about. You know, right. like society I, I, as a whole doesn't care about them. So I, I would I would agree that the police department as a whole, you're absolutely right. But that still means that something has to be fixed with the police department. However, in this specific in case is all if if we're just talking about this case, these two guys were were, were lousy cops. Yeah, they they that's left the her there. Yeah, they left her there. Trying to argue otherwise, Phil. Yeah. That, yeah, that's right, the right. horrible part is they left her there, and and yeah. there's no excuse for that. Bastards. Bastards. Monsters. Yeah, we can all agree on that. Those bastards. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting wound up after thinking about it. It's like those fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, and let's. Um, okay, so let's let's. I, I don't think we've actually talked about the reveal yet. So, so they find this room where it, there's a bed and a bucket and a camera, and it's creepy as shit. Um, and then. Uh, Keith says, let me go check it out. And he goes down to check it out. And then he doesn't come back. <laughs> and so Tessa's like, what the hell? So she goes after him looking for him. That was, that was like mistake number one. Like, <laughs> I would have been like, I warned him. I'm out of here. <laughs> this, right. this, this room leads to like this little labyrinth underneath. Like, I don't even know how that happens in the in, in the middle of a suburb. They have this extremely extensive. It's like mining. Underground it's huge. System. Well, and, and, and also, th- this is wh- where one problem I had with Justin Long's character was what he was doing was legitimate. Like, okay, let's let's you know get the square footage and stuff. But uh, at a certain point, <laughs> some of the, this 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 these these quote unquote caverns or, or hallways, whatever you want to call them, you know, aren't under your property anymore they're under the road they're under the next door neighbors they're probably down you know four houses down and at well, that point i think it was just showing him to be an asshole because it's all illegitimate because he like looked up if you can use that and you really aren't supposed right. to you, you but he can't. was measuring it anyway no, yeah, no but you could you could you could write it down as as a separate number which is true because you know if you have a fitness mm-hmm. basement you want to you want to let people know even if say you have 2000 square footage and then another thousand square footage in the basement that is finished you can't use that basement as as finished it uh, was I mean, just exaggerated for funniness right right but my point is is that at one point at some point those tunnels as mike said how where are they because they're definitely not under that small you know no i, I don't lock. think he cared i'm he, telling he, you that the character did not care about that right. he, he the character definitely did not care he was like looking for money anyway well, let me, let me, let me, that's true but let me rephrase and get back to where mike was pointing out which is how does something like that happen oh, what if it like like you mentioned happens. phil you um you mentioned uh, uh was it malevolent no uh, 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 Matt, no, uh, yeah, malignant. malignant. 
Right. So you mentioned Malignant. Malignant makes sure to explain to you about the underground tunnels in Seattle right at the beginning of the film. Right, right. Right, about old Seattle built, you know, uh, with new Seattle built on top of it. Oh, and Pink, too, is another one that did that, too. So, and I know, like, in New York, you have you have old, old subway, New York City, you have old, old subway tunnels. But this wasn't any of that. So, I have no idea what Detroit's history is, you know, outside of, you know, it used to be Motor City. You know, if my, there would be any reason. My impression and what the director said he had in his head um was that Frank built those tunnels. Yeah, that's what possible. my impression was, I'll, too. I'll say why that's possible. Because my, my grandfather, my father's father, the Frenchman, he and his wife bought an old camp. So it used to be like a you know Boy Scout camp, and they had all these little houses that, that the, the campers stayed in, so like for, you know Friday the 13th. And he bought the, – the camp went out of business, and they started selling off it into lots. And some of the houses they, they sold as, as cottages. And so my, my grandfather, he was a, he, he built houses and stuff. So he came in and he he weatherized and whatever. And then what he did was he dug a fucking basement with a shovel himself. Mm-hmm. And so it's possible. So Frank oh, yeah. could so 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 my grandfather would go and so his basement had no was all just dirt floor. And he had dug it out all himself with just a fucking shovel. You know, and, and so Frank could have done that. He was there down here for I don't know, man. That's that that is a lot. That's a very deep Well, we're talking thirty years or more. Uh I don't know. It goes far back. Actually forty. Forty years. Yeah, I mean that guy was talking about moving because the neighborhood was going downhill. Yeah, it was like nineteen eighty one when when that the flashback. So that's forty forty one years ago. That's crazy. Forty one years ago. God, he also had a brood that he was raising, too. He was raising a brood. Maybe he utilized them as slave labor. Yeah, there you go. That's true, too. They probably have, they probably have mole powers. And no wonder why they're, they're super strength. They got muscles. They've been, they've been shoveling dirt. For years, shoveling years. dirt. <laughs> so we still haven't gotten to the reveal yet. Right, right. Which is that, that after Keith goes down... And and discovers the bedroom. Uh, apparently, he also discovers behind the the end of the hallway. There's a panel that opens that leads to a stairway that goes down into these tunnels we've been discussing. Um, and w- w- we don't it's see secret it tunnel in your secret tunnel. Well, she has right. gone down those earlier, right? She saw that too. No, and no, came no, back, didn't she? she? No, no, no she, she, didn't, she didn't. No, she didn't. Fi- she found out about it because she heard Frank screaming or something. Okay. Not Frank. Um, Keith screaming, Keith, and, yeah. and she touched the wall, and suddenly the door. She found the door. It was like, holy yeah. shit! Yeah. So there's okay. a stairway that leads down, and the the only like the only reason I wasn't actually screaming at the screen in the theater about what the fuck are you doing right. <laughs> when she went down those stairs is that she hears him cry for help. Um, so she feels compelled to go down these stairs trying to help Keith, uh, and finds him down there. And he says there's somebody else down there that bit him and they've got to get out of there. And then uh, that's when we're introduced to, to this mother who comes out of nowhere. This hulking Uh-oh. woman comes out of the darkness with her titties swinging all over the place and just all I thought of was wreck and just grabs Keith and just smashes his head in on the wall. Yeah, so so she looks just like the 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 possessed woman in the attic of Eck, Wreck. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if that guy played her. 
But uh, uh, it, it actually, it isn't. It's a different guy. Yeah, because this guy that played her was uh, American, and the guy that in the Spanish film actually was a oh, like a Spaniard. Um, but you're right. It, it could have been the same. I mean, it wouldn't have surprised. The guy me. that played Mother is named Matthew Patrick Davis. Yeah, and I've the seen panel I watched. Too. Uh, he was initially not included in. He was sitting in the audience. And during the panel, uh, it was actually kind of cool. Uh, Justin Long insisted that they they bring him up on stage, um, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, he should have been. That's kind of ridiculous that he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, he was fucking awesome too. So yeah, he should have been up on the fucking stage. <laughs> God bless you, Justin Long. And honestly, he had nice tits. So. <laughs> hey, you know, well, for prosthetics, they were pretty awesome. He was joking about how his agent is now trying to get him other creature roles, uh, <laughs> and he's been he's been trying to sell them uh, to other producers. As he had the titular role in Barbarian, and he's like, "Well, no, I may have had the titular role, but I don't think my character my character was the titular role." <laughs> That's true. That, that is a fair point. But even if it was funny, it is true. Yes. Uh, no. Uh, well, and then and then she runs away and she falls into a pit, and then the cage yeah. gets the cage top gets closed on her, and that's where we stop and go into a big segue. <laughs> well, and that's where you get your slam cut to. All of a sudden, you're just like you're in this tunnel with this with this freak attacking Keith, and then bam. You're, Happy music. You're, you're in a <laughs> in a helicopter watching Justin Long drive down a highway yeah. next to the ocean in California, and you're like, uh, "Wait, what the fuck?" No, no, <laughs> I have to interject, uh, Barrett. I think you're wrong. Uh, it cuts after his head gets smashed and she screams, so we never see her run and fall into a pit. I think you're right about that, Phil. Yeah. It was yeah, probably right about yeah, that. That's, you're, no. you're, you're thinking of what happened Just to Justin Long. Long. Yeah, 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 yeah. turned into a wall. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no it's all good. Yeah. It, it's, it's all home. Yeah, so I was like, what the hell happened? Well, and it was funny, too, because uh, the theater was not that full, and yet these two uh, attractive young ladies sit next to me anyway, and, and they were like, saying, what that just happened? This is, like, crazy. I, I don't understand it. And I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, this kind of sucks. I didn't say that. Uh, I had but, to move from my good spot because I had somebody coughing behind me, and I was like, I am not sitting with somebody behind me coughing through the whole movie. No. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, you don't want that. That's you don't want none of that. That's so. Yeah. I got to give Justin Long credit for taking this role. Yeah, because it would have been really easy to read this script and been like, uh, no, I don't want to play this guy. The me too, me too guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, and, and at first, it 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 could have been either way, right? right. I mean, yep. it's like, oh my god, this guy's this guy's getting he's getting, getting screwed. screwed. Yeah, yep. yeah, because it could happen that way. I mean, who knows how many is over the top ridiculous and all. And you know, because everybody's, that's the funny thing is, is before it used to be innocent until proven guilty. Now it's like, believe all woman, you're automatically guilty. And, and I understand the point, but you know, you, you know, you, you're, and, and there was only two people in the rooms. And so, you know, who do you, where do you take? But again, we don't know. And, and, and right. I, I, you know, and so and it, I it was really effective the way they set that up. Yeah. That when we first learn about this whole situation, we're seeing it from AJ's point of view, and he's appalled, like that these accusations have been made. Um, 
he, he and and you feel yeah. bad for this guy at first because you're like, oh my god, his uh, whole his life's imploding because yeah, of his understanding. He's an actor who brought this woman onto this pilot television series, and she charges him with rape. We find out, and he's like in complete shock, like, what the hell, what? And so yeah, yeah, and he plays it well. He does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. And, and later, <laughs> we get a scene with him at a bar with one of his friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's when we get the, the truth, which is that his friend asked her, yeah. did she say no? And he goes, well, at first, at first she yeah. took some convincing, but, you know, I'm a very persistent guy. And you're just like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and 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 after that, that's when he started acting again. Then his character kind of changes after that because after that scene, because he's already back in Detroit. This is when he starts doing like, oh, I got a, uh, uh, I find this horrible room, but he's so clueless because he just wants to get more square footage, you know. Right. And so, so at that point, his character becomes obviously unsympathetic at the mm-hmm. bar when he talks to his friend. Well, and, it also makes us rethink of everything that he said before. Yeah. And that makes him even more unsympathetic because well, he was acting it, so appalled. And then you're like, Oh, he's really just, you guy, know, he was just saying guy, that the guy that played his agent, you know, the one that was telling him that, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to drop you. That, that, that was the actual director. And he, he, that was his cameo. Mm-hmm. So just wait, wait, was it his agent? Because he had a financial guy too. That that was the financial out. guy. Yeah, sorry. Okay, okay. Guy. Financial uh, just... guy was Zach Krager. So, gotcha. So he had his, he he did his M Night Shyamalan. But the difference yeah, is, is that he, Zach Krager. If you couldn't feel worse for him, if you couldn't feel worse for him, you're like, man, even his financial guy is dropping him. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and here's the thing about the character, though, is that obviously we <laughs> he's a piece of shit. But even up until a certain point, you're still like, maybe he doesn't realize what he's doing is wrong. Right, right. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a moment later on when, when uh, at the end of the movie, and, and we'll talk about it in more detail when we get there, but... Uh, where he starts giving us this little monologue about, um, I don't know if I'm a bad person or maybe I'm a good person who did something bad. And you think he's talking about having shot someone, but he could also be talking about the rape. Uh, and you're like, wow, maybe this guy's actually having like a reckoning in, in the middle of all this. Uh, and it'll, maybe maybe he'll it'll it'll make him a better person. Then two minutes later, he demonstrates that nope, he is a complete piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's true. Like even when he's telling the story, and uh, yeah, he's pretty much uh, in the bar. It's so, well, yeah. At first, he said no, but I'm persistent. I was like, okay. It sounds like he did it. At the same time, <laughs> you know, there's like. You know the the song "Baby, It's Cold Outside." Mm-hmm. A woman is expected to say no, even if she didn't necessarily mean it. I know some people are going to jump up and down, but it's uh, at saying that. But sometimes no didn't actually mean no. It's why they you would get right, they, right, right. It was expected to say no because they didn't want to look like they're uh, easy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. That, that's right. So, right. I'm not, I'm not so saying without, that's right. Don't 
on this. I'm just saying that. Right, exactly. And so without us exactly being there, now, now, I'm assuming he was not dating an 80-year-old woman. (laughs) Right. Um, So in modern context, uh, no, we pretty much now just no. No is no. There is no reason for society, as far as I know, to say that the girl's supposed to say no a few times just for her reputation or whatever. Um, So that's so that really wouldn't be flying now or shouldn't be. But without us being there, we don't know. Was she like, no, I don't want to. Or just now let's keep watching this movie. I have no idea like how no that no was. So, yeah, there could be. Like I said, I was pretty sure, given the context of the times and the film that, yeah, he did it. But by that point, right by the end where he's like, "Okay, I think maybe I really did do a bad thing. You're like, "Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, he's just he's just a scumbucket. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, what should have been a, the clue, though, is that it was Justin Long. <laughs> yeah, that's... A lot it's, of people consider him to be a very nice guy. Yeah, no, yeah he, he, he either plays the, the nice guy or the slimy guy. He, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. He was nice in Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> and and sure was. Hell. He sure was. He was good at yes, yes. Well, the funny part is that uh, the director of this movie had not seen Jeeper Creepers when he wrote that scene. <laughs> the end of the movie. Uh-huh. And, and now you're not allowed to. <laughs> no, George, oh my God, Georgina I Campbell had to I tell him about it. Jeepers Creepers. She was like, oh, I can't believe you've got this tied with Jeepers Creepers. And he was like, what? I get it now. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> Jeepers, creepers, the the eyes or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, yeah. So we find out. So Justin's long career is going down the tubes. They say Vanity Fair or Hollywood Reporter or something like that is going to have a news story to say that you raped this woman. And they might arrest him. Well, they might arrest him too. They say. Right. Right. So so he finds that he shouldn't leave the state, um, but he hasn't been charged. So technically, I think he's right. He, he can leave if he wants. I mean, yeah. then no one came up to him and said, "Don't leave." So um, he, he decides to sell property, but he wants to sell his rental properties first before his mansion. And his rental properties all are in where he where he grew up, which is which is yeah. Greater Greater Detroit. And we find out one of those rental properties is the rental property of um, where. The Airbnb was now. Did I was trying to figure out when when we find out that that's his property, was he running? At first, I was wondering is he the, is he running the the rapist ring? You know, I um, there was one small moment when I had a thought like that run across my head. Right, me too. Um, but it, it yeah. went away pretty quickly. Right, once and, he finds the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, he's clueless. Yeah, but I, mean, I wouldn't even care sure about what he finds in that room. <laughs> well, I don't even know if he's. You know what? I don't think he doesn't care. I think he, he's clueless. Yeah, he, yeah, he's oblivious. He he does not put two and two together. He's not yeah. like he's not like oh, uh, bed, bucket, camera, blood. Ew. He's like oh, additional footage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the property, I can I can maybe get a couple more grand for it. Yeah, yeah, because it's going to cost him one hundred and forty thousand um, dollars 
and lawyer fees. And so he has to get cash. And so at this point, and, and the way he spends, we find out, you know, typical uh, Hollywood wealthy person that just blows his money on cars and whatever. Um, he's, he is not as, uh, I guess, uh, uh, liquid as, as you know. We, we he has hope. two months of solvency, I think, is yeah. what is said. <laughs> yeah, based off the way he spends. So, yeah. so when he calls his realtor and they say, yeah, you can't use – uh, the basement and all this other stuff, or or, or at least well, no, it wasn't his realtor. He looked it up. And he then googled then, it. Yeah, yeah. You, what happens is it says you can. There's a second box that will you can add other rooms that uh, you know. So you know you, where you have you know two stall garage or a finished basement that's two, a thousand square foot or whatever. So he goes, all right, I got another bedroom. I can put that in that other box, and so my property value will be worth more. Mm-hmm. So. This this was this is a hilarious thing. I, I just I was just dying when I was, I was watching this. When he was doing the measuring, yeah, yeah. 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 Especially the stairs too. It's like, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, oh, I'm married to a realtor, so I know how you know that's not gonna fly. Don't all this count, asshole, right? <laughs> it's like, right, dude, right. It, it, does, does this come up often uh, in the realty business? The the, the underground sex dungeon right. <laughs> extra right, square right. footage comes up all the time. Awesome. So, I got a second basement. More money. Yeah. It's like, oh, Jesus. What a dumbass. You'd be surprised what people ask what will count as uh, extra square footage. Mm-hmm. And no one ever said said Hollywood actors are, are smart. So that's why we should never look at t- to them as. as <laughs> we don't uh, even uh, know if he's an actor, producer. Yeah, he's an actor. Writer. I was under he's an actor. He was an he's actor. the lead actor in a show. Yeah, yeah he's the really actor for the I pilot. assumed he was an actor, but, I, but it, it's. I don't. I don't. I didn't know. I don't remember them making up perfectly clear. Well, they said that he was the first one brought on to as in the starring role. I thought they said the starring role in the yeah, pilot. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. she was brought okay. on second. Yeah, by him. He suggested her. Right. Yeah. But I remember he said it was the first. He was the first one like attached to it or brought on, but I didn't know. If that yeah, was yeah, it. that's right. Yeah. It yeah, was so passive. Right, it's 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 vague. And, and it and it doesn't matter. Right. Right. I mean, it makes sense that you could be right, Mike, because it's not like anybody identifies it. Says, oh, my God, it's AJ. Could you take a selfie with me? <laughs> so it could be like a writer. It could have been. Anybody. Right. It's not yeah. like, oh, my God, Matthew Perry. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So you could be right, Mike. It could be, you know, you could just be the writer or a producer or or, or, or or someone like that. But who knows? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So he goes into the dungeon. Um <laughs> To measure the, the property. Dungeon is perfect word for this, and it, which is exactly why you shouldn't go into it. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. and again, he's just clueless. He's like, oh, cages. That's weird. Ah, I wonder how long this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he only stops when he hears someone down there. Right. Yep. Yeah, because then, like something rattles. Someone yanks on his measuring tape, and he freaks out and starts running, which is a reasonable yeah. reaction. Well, and this is after he, he, finds he comes that, off the room, right? He finds but, yeah, the room yeah. with the video. Yeah, yeah. So he comes to this dumpy room where you obviously know someone lives there because there's some electricity and it's a it's a uh, breastfeeding video. Mm-hmm. And I did I did read that the the woman narrating the breastfeeding video is Sarah Paxton. Sarah Paxton. Yep. Yeah, who's Zach Krager's uh, wife. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah. Um, he him. So he's so AJ or AJ or AG or AJ. AJ. Yeah. Yeah, he's our thing. And all right, this is fucking weird. This is. The, and then, like you said, they something one pulls the measuring tape out of his hand, and that's when he knows there's something fishy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, yeah. Then the, the beast attack chases him and he falls into the pit and we find out that, um, Tessa is still alive in the pit. Then we, Tessa's been there but again, oh, he stabs himself cause he falls on his knife too. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 Well, and the interesting yeah. thing here is that she's been, she's figured out what the deal is, which is that mother just wants to be a mother. <laughs> yep. Mother just wants to take care of her babies. And, and, and apparently you, anybody who comes down there is one of her babies. If um, you agitate her, she kills you. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so she's figured this out. She's trying desperately to explain this to AJ, who's just freaking the fuck out because he just got attacked by a freaky looking woman in a dark tunnel. <laughs> He's not listening to her. And so she tries to feed them with a bottle and, and she takes some from the bottle and he's just like not playing along. So mother drags him back to the room with the videotape uh, and basically force pressed feeds him. <laughs> And that's the point in the movie where I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What am I even watching? <laughs> and we got to say, she's huge. She's not small. No, no. <laughs> she is not small. This is a large extra Now, I mean woman. fat. Yeah, I mean tall and strong. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then at this well, point, you know, there are some people who when, make uh, money for that. At this point is when Tess yeah. finally makes her escape from the house. She breaks the window and then gets out of the basement and meets our yeah. friendly neighborhood homeless guy. And mother goes chasing her. And meanwhile, Justin Long escapes too, further into the tunnels. Mm-hmm. Except, you know, you, you guys just completely skipped over the, the, the prologue, the, the flash. Oh, right. I thought that happened after this scene. No, that happens when he falls into the pit. Oh, does it? Okay. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right, because and then we cut to Richard Brake. Um uh, who is is the former owner of the house living in the one street in Detroit where they keep all the white people. <laughs> and uh in nineteen eighty what, eighty one, eighty? Eighty one. It was great for Spencer's eighty one. They were so, uh, on the radio. Uh, we actually see him, I think, on TV, and I think, and, but he was president, so he was already at Norgrade. So eighty-one, maybe eighty-two, mm-hmm. very early on, and uh, he goes to the store and he's buying plastic sheeting, as you will, <laughs> you know. Uh, clearly, he's doing the whole sex predator kind of thing, doing the whole Buffalo Bill kind of thing, and as he's leaving, what I thought was a really nice shot, he's pulling out of the parking lot, he sees um, a young woman getting into her vehicle and kind of shadows her. Mm-hmm. Uh, dresses up well, in couples. Yeah. One point to make, he doesn't just get plastic sheeting, he gets a bunch of baby supplies, too. Yeah. Yes. yeah Along with the video diapers. Yeah. It's important to note that, I think. Correct. <laughs> and he uh, dresses up in coveralls, says he's with uh, 
The electric company. Basically. Electric company or gas company. And goes in, oh, opens right. up her bedroom, her bathroom window and leaves. And that's pretty much it. You know what's funny is I, I, I watched YouTube videos of uh, of serial killers um, because, you know, after we watched that um, pretty cool show on Netflix that got canceled. Eric, I forget the name of it. Uh, Mindhunters? Mind yeah, Hunter. that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, so I went and, and I started watching some of those YouTube videos because you can find all the old documentaries from, you know, A&E and all that on, on YouTube. And one of them did exactly that. Would pretend there's somebody. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Walk, walk into the house, unlock a window. And then leave and say thank you, and then come back later that night. And oh yeah, it's and, like you know, Buffalo Bill wasn't invented for Silence of the Lambs. You know that they they stole yeah. that too. You know it's um yeah, that's true. There's there's but there's the there's, most of our Hollywood to, writers get their fucked up life. ideas from yeah yeah yeah. So that 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 was like when that happened, it's like oh my god, yeah. That, I mean, I, I yeah because I've seen it in in those videos, you know, and and it, I completely forgot. That's what a lot of these serial killers do, and 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 so yeah, that was that was like, ugh. and that's what that was the mo- moment. Yeah, yeah, it was the whole thing was weird because it's like you follow you're you're following him by his shoulder, so it's like a video game. You know, yeah, it's a weird view. Everything yeah. is narrowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and everything is ultra uh, fluorescent too. Yeah, and and no one looks at him like he's weird. Because he doesn't really look weird, and yet we know that this is the house, even though it doesn't look like the house because it's in a beautiful neighborhood, and we know it's we know we just know he's a bad guy, mm-hmm. yeah, but anyway, sorry to interject like that, but it was it was just the whole well, thing I, was weird, yeah, no, what good. I like is that they they trust the audience at this point, um they don't explain anything other than that they figure you understand yep. what's going on well they give you yep. one more shot of him coming home having that conversation with his neighbor and then going yep. down yep. in the basement and you hear screams of a woman yep yep, yep. And but, inside but, the house you can tell is the same house for sure yeah 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 but mike is is right though that the at this Adam point back picking her up and we're smart enough to know the the director and writer which is the same person is smart Let's the audience be smart enough to, or understands this audience is smart enough to know, and he doesn't have to explain anything. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of cool. No, it was. And Denver. so that's when we cut back to the breastfeeding, not the breastfeeding, but bottle feeding scene, which will lead to the breastfeeding scene. Uh, but yeah, so she escapes. And is that where we left off? Right. Yeah, she escaped. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought we cut to the prologue right after that. So sorry for getting the no, timeline. No, no, and then oh, and we 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 forgot to mention uh, one of the creepier moments. Even though I kind of knew where it was where it was going, was uh, earlier in the film the homeless guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, like, that was awesome. To the house. And yeah, well, uh, and, it, and that homeless guy that scared the fuck out of me. And and the thing is, is that I didn't know it was the same homeless guy as from earlier, but it is. Yeah, yeah, and Uh-oh. he's actually the the harbinger. That's right? what I was going to say, Mike. Well because done. He's word. the harbinger. Thanks. Thanks. Am I on speakerphone? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, we hear you. Oh, yeah. That was a reference. Okay. Oh, I don't get <laughs> that. Oh, anyone? Anyone? Yes. I, I yeah. don't get that reference. What's it from? It's from Cabin in the Woods. Oh, gotcha. Anyway, anyways, <laughs> I forgot that line. Anyway, continue, Mike. Yeah, and. Uh, 
he was he really was like the Night King. He really just you know had her best interests at heart, um, <laughs> and, and and was trying to warn her away from the crazy people living inside that house. That's right. And so he kind of is there to rescue her. That's right. When she escapes. That's right. And that's a cool scene when she gets through the window and then mother comes like with her arms out and her long clawed fingernails just reaching for her. That was a neat scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was. A, and, and we got a really good look at her in daylight, too. And, and she was like, yeah, she's really all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but he says she comes out at night, mostly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mostly. Right. 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 <laughs> Uh, uh, and and gets a hold of the cops and we've already talked that to death um yeah the cops do nothing and leave her there cops can't believe they did that (laughs) so i guess she goes back in looking for aj because she she can't help herself she can't help herself she has to help out she's a helper Right, even the ho- even the homeless guy says, "Don't go back in there." And she was like, "That's not me. I gotta I gotta save him. We can't just leave him there." <laughs> right. And he goes, she goes, "Well, good luck." I'm uh, la- ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, the correct answer is yes. Yes, you can just leave him there. <laughs> In fact, you probably should have. Yeah, I would I would have just gone back to the cops. Go go to a precinct to get something. I don't know. Well, she oh, got the yeah. cops. Didn't she go to like a gas station or something? How did yeah. she call yeah. the cops? Yeah, it was a gas station, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a convenience store slash gas station, right? In in fairness, all the publicity about him being a rapist uh, came out while she was in the basement, so she probably didn't know about that yet. Right. Um, Maybe she would have left him behind? (laughs) Maybe. Right, 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 right. (laughs) With a giant man baby? No, but so she goes back and looking for him, and, oh, yeah, Barrett mentioned that he had retreated further into the tunnel, and yep. he finds Frank, who at this point is old and decrepit and bedridden. Um, but apparently, over the years, uh, made a whole bunch of videotapes in that bedroom. <laughs> and uh, thank yeah, God one of which was blind. Show us that footage, <laughs> but. Justin Long, Justin Long, okay, the rapist, <laughs> at least the character, not not Justin Long in real life. Sorry, Justin, didn't mean to say that. Uh, AJ, the rapist, uh, puts one of these tapes in and watches it for a couple minutes and turns to Frank and goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> so that should tell you something about the level of depravity. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, at that time... Um, I was suddenly thinking maybe maybe even Justin Long's character isn't a rapist after all because mm-hmm. he could identify what's bad from wrong. Yeah. Well, and it's it's interesting because later on we hear that he bred with all these women and had you know there's worse than even mother down there is what the the homeless guy tells her. Well, I think he was talking about Frank. I'm not sure. <laughs> it leaves the well, this possibility way. open. I yeah, think, that I could think be if, others besides mother. You're, oh, sequel, if there is no, point. if there is no sequel, he was talking about Frank. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 But if there is a sequel, it's it's more mothers. Right. Mm-hmm. So after uh, Justin Long watches this videotape, 
Um, Frank had gotten him to maneuver the bedstand closer to the bed so he could reach it. And he has a gun in the drawer. And for a second, you think he's going to shoot AJ, but he actually right. puts the gun to his own head and offs himself. Yeah. Cause obviously mother's been keeping him alive, right? <laughs> well, and that's her deal, right? She's, yep. she's the caretaker. Yep. Oh, and um, can I just say, I am so grateful. There was no warning at the beginning of the film. There was no what warning. at the beginning of the film? No warning. No warning. This film may contain contains images of suicide. Oh, they don't do that on, on actual movies. <laughs> I'm waiting. I am yeah, waiting. That's, that's a streaming thing. <laughs> I've never seen it in the theater. I hope I never Either do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Frank offs himself. Good riddance. <laughs> and uh, AJ gets his gun. Uh and so the, the, the reward that uh, Tess gets for going back in after Justin Long and finding him is that he shoots her. <laughs> you know, I, I, I predicted that. I was like, this Me is he's going to. Yeah, yeah. So that was and, and it happened. It was like and he's it, an idiot. And yeah, well, it, to be honest, it makes sense because he's not expecting her to be there, is he? Because she's well, gone. And, and he's also just like. Idiot. He's lost his shit, right? Apparently, yeah. she's as as horrible and fucked up as this situation is. Tess is clearly dealing with it a lot better than AJ is. Yes. So he's just like completely lost his shit, uh, and and like here's her moving and shoots her. Right. Right. So now so she's then- shot. Yeah, he feels bad. This is where you feel a little more sympathetic for him because he actually feels bad. He does. That he shot and, her. <laughs> and he gets her out of there. Uh, and they go. Wouldn't mean to and, shoot you. Um, oh, wait. I, we forgot. I forgot, at least, that before she goes back in to get him, she has an encounter with Mother uh, and actually oh, rams her with, right. her, with, her, with her SUV and like yeah. rams her up against the house. Um, yeah, this is when it went all grindhouse. This the film, right, right, right. So I, I forgot about that. So, so, so that's why she's confident enough to go back into that tunnel and get, and get AJ. Um, yeah, she thinks she's killed her at this point. Yeah, but they come back and dun dun dun, she's not there anymore. <laughs> so, uh, friendly homeless guy comes and finds them and brings them back to his secret homeless lair. Um. And and this is where AJ has his little reckoning about. Um, I think I'm a. I think I'm a. Maybe I'm a bad person, or maybe, maybe I'm, I'm a bad person. person. Who did something bad, and <laughs> he could be talking about shooting her, or he could be talking about the rape. Uh, and you actually think he's ha- having a character development moment. And then the, uh, and then he's like, "Why? Why? Why are we safe here?" Uh, and the guy's like. Uh, well, she's never come in here before, and right on cue, boom! In, in fifteen years, she's never come here in fifteen years. Yeah, this, is, this is this is true grind house. I love this part though. She rips his arm off and beats him to death with well, it. Well, that's where I I, I I I was okay with the other grind house, you know, like the car crash into her and all that stuff. But when the woman showed superpowers and ripped the arm off, I was like, okay, now this movie's going 
it was ridiculous. Well, she had already been shown to be incredibly strong, so. Yeah, like when but she Ted, jumps into the cage and lifts him up and takes him out, and yeah, she, yeah. they show her to be really strong. Yeah, but now, now you know, when she survives being run over by a car. But well, he talks about her being a, a copy of a copy of a copy, because yeah. there's right. all this incest right. going on. I know, but but this is still now fully out of reality, because a copy of a copy of a copy is just going to be a deformed freak, you know, like like. Well, I kind of think like, of it like, like, like wrong like, turn. Uh, wrong turn, exactly. Yeah, this yeah. is not a documentary, Phil. Yeah, it's not a documentary. Yeah, and, and, and I'm also not <laughs> expecting the homeless man to understand the finer points of genetic inbreeding. Right. So, uh, I mean, Phil has a point. I'm pretty sure that even Arnold Schwarzenegger couldn't actually rip somebody's arm off. Right. <laughs> this right. sure right. is exactly. fun to watch. That's my point. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so that that was where I felt the movie kind of lost me a little bit. Was when she became like a super, like well, the, the, the minute she got awesome. out from behind the car is when that happened to me. It's like where they go to, yeah, yeah like the supernatural fair. extremes. Well, and, and, I, and I already said they lost like Michael the Myers, so it doesn't even fucking matter anymore. So right, exactly, right, right, right. right, right. But but up to that point, the movie felt so like, oh my god, this could happen. I felt really. Yeah, I, I really felt, I was like, because, you, you know, you got you got these weird. You really think somebody could go undiscovered for 40 years digging well, kidnapping okay. women and creating incest babies? Well, look <laughs> at that. But look, if you look Stop at it. that neighborhood, you know, it's like, uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I mean, either way, you're right. But, you know, the serial, some serial killers, you know, they, they've they lasted for a long freaking time. And so I it, it's possible I'm but, just saying that's not where the unreality started. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, right. right. But but once <laughs> once we had the superpower, that's when I was like, okay, now we're 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 like, okay, we're way off. Just where right. like, like she could fly. She was just strong. Right. But this this reminded me of um, of movies like oh what was it uh, in the eighties like Humongous. I don't know if you ever saw that, which was no, like a woman, who, a woman who's a woman who's raped by like a you know bunch of. Drug addict, drugged up. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the one about the one on the island, right? And right, and gives birth yeah, yeah, to yeah, a, that's a good baby. Film. And I was like, so this is why I was like, okay, this totally feels now like one of these '80s horror movies right. where you just have this random reason to have this mutant killer, right. yeah. mm-hmm. and they come up with some silly reason. So here, it's it's the idea that someone was making uh, making uh, incest babies in his basement or sub sub basement, whatever in the sex dungeon. And that's how you get your, your mutant. Nope, baby. Um, but and I was like, okay, this is it. And so I was like, that, that's where by this point, and actually earlier you're, you're in that full grindhouse mode where it's just like, okay, all those pretensions we had of being in some a 24 right. film earlier on. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh God, you're right, right, right. Yeah. Because the first hour and, and 15 minutes of the uh, up to the, that point, it was like, yeah, this is an A24 film. Oh, I think I think once you get the baby or bottle, follows or something like that, and, and the breastfeeding, and and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's the minute mother comes out of the dark when they go yeah. out the window. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, but no, you know what? That didn't, but but that kind of reminded me of those, those poor bastards in the Wrong Turn remake. <laughs> right, you know, so it's like okay, I, I understand why she's like that because she's, yeah, you know, all her brain is. Well, is there, I'm, I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but uh, 
So so mother chases them up this. What was that? A, was that a water tower? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah I think so. So yeah. they, they run up this water tower and then and they get to the top and then uh, realize they're trapped there. Um, and of course AJ is freaking out. Well, they're both freaking out. She less so because she's shot and bleeding and doesn't have a whole lot of energy. Um, <laughs> mother shows up and AJ completely throws out that moment he'd had five minutes ago of, of wanting to become a better person. He goes, Hey, save your baby and throws Tess off the roof. Oh my God. I could not believe it when he did that. I couldn't either. And that's when all your sympathy that, goes away for him. Was, wait, was, <laughs> that, was that, was that wrong? Should he not have <laughs> Hey, just it reminded me. You. It reminded me of Otis, Otis in, in in Walking Dead. Yeah, like, I just have to run faster than you. Yeah, <laughs> but but I, I I you know what the thing that surprised me more wasn't that it happened, but it surprised me because he did it because I wasn't expecting him to do it, mm-hmm. and that's what was like no way they made him go full insane villain mother chases her off the roof they dives after her and they fall to the ground and and somehow survive um and then aj goes down uh to see if tess is still alive and she is but so is mother who is uh none too pleased i can't uh, believe he dropped that gun <laughs> he drops it off the water tower. I was like, oh, what a dumbass. All he had to do was hold on to that gun. And they would have so his gone. only option at that point was to throw her off the roof. I mean, what else is there to do? <laughs> so mother. Oh, at that point, it's, it's, it's either she's either killing both of them or, or, or just the one. So Yeah, and she's wounded what? already, so why not her? Exactly. She was asking for it. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> She came back for me, so she wants me to live, right? So mother's mad that he tossed her baby off the roof and uh, just like digs her thumb into his eye sockets and rips his head into. It's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, and yeah. then uh, tries to take care of her baby. <laughs> and Tess gets the gun, and there was a moment. And and this is this is tied into what you were starting to say, Phil, about about her brains and everything. Um, where she's she's stroking Tess's face and just saying, "Baby, baby," and and I don't know about you guys, but that moment I just had this realization that what she is isn't her fault. You know, um, oh, yeah, she didn't ask to be born like this. Um, she's just doing what she knows and doesn't she heard there's she's genetically defective. Um, and, and it's, and it's not, she didn't ask to be born like that. It's not her fault. And really well, it, it, she just wants to take care of her baby. That's what she wants. And, and that brings us right back to bears and it's not the bears fault. They're a bear. Right. <laughs> you, just, right. you need <laughs> to be nicer to the bears. Phil. You still well, have to, you still have to take stop, out the bear. If he comes stop. The actress, We're not going the down actress, this road again. Stop, stop, stop. The stop, actress that stop. plays Tess. No, I'm not doing whatever they're doing because okay. I have no idea. The actress Tess does such a good job. You can see her struggling with it. Yes. While she's sitting there. Exactly. And she doesn't have to you say anything. Her you just having, see it. 
she's having sympathy for mother in this moment. And, and for a second, you think she might just go with her. Um, no, but then, yeah, no, she been... pulls the trigger and blows her brains out. Thank God. Yep. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, because she saw what mother, no matter what mother is mentally, she mother killed uh, Keith. And she saw, and you know, so she, yeah, she's a monster. Even, even if, if it's not her fault, right? You know. So, and speaking of bears, I, I, I dare I ran. Oh my into god, Mike! Fuck you for bringing that up. I, I, I literally <laughs> had a heart attack the other day when I, I saw the the deer because I was like, oh, thank god, it's a bear. I mean, not a bear. Thank god. Oh my god, you said that. Knock on wood. Holy shit. Thanks for bringing something. that up, Mike. Appreciate it. Oh, uh, Anyway. <laughs> Let's go back to the to the monster and, and bears are more scary. So, mother, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so glad she she pulled the trigger and blew her brains, mother's brains out. Thank God. Yeah. No, but there was a moment, and I think you know, we all saw it, where where there was doubt that she was going to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know what though, I don't think it was. I think I don't know what they were trying to have us think, but what I was thinking was she just even though. She she just didn't want to have to blow someone's brains out because she's not she doesn't like killing people, and so that's what I was thinking. Not more than I feel pity for the woman and I could go back. I was thinking it's like, do I really want to blow someone's brains out? And she goes, yeah, I gotta I gotta blow their brains out because otherwise I'm not getting them out of here. Mm-hmm. You know. So she's the type of person that if a robber attacked her, she would hold the gun on him and and probably wouldn't pull the trigger until the robber kept on walking up to her. No, she would call the cops, and the cops would get there and say, oh, I'm sorry, you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then drop yeah. her back at the robber's house. Right, <laughs> exactly. Here you go. This is where you were taken. We're going to put you back here. Yes, right, that's terrible. So, so, But you're right. You could interpret the other way, too, Eric, which is the way that you mentioned, which is she was feeling pity for mother. But I, w- I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking she was feeling like I don't. I just don't like killing people. Who knows? Oh, it could be both. And yeah. I, I thought I saw some sympathy on her face. Yeah, I definitely saw th- sympathy on her face. Maybe, yeah. I, I, struggle. Yeah. Not necessarily sympathy, but definitely struggle. With oh, the, there's a struggle. The, but yeah. I was it was a struggle of, do, of, of actually pulling the trigger. Because as Mike always says, you, you know, if you pull the trigger, that's a big decision, no matter who you're pulling the trigger on. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. also remember she'd been captive for two weeks. Yep. She's been drinking the woman's milk. Uh, I'm pretty sure that didn't come out of a bottle. Right. Um, so I'm yeah, guessing it's not there was, cow's milk, put it that way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was probably some measure of Stockholm syndrome going on there. Mm-hmm. Possible. Uh, and, and she did try to save her. I, that's the other thing is um, physics is still physics. Uh, somehow she, the test stop. ended up on top of mother. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how that worked either. Yeah, that couldn't happen. Yeah, and 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 quite frankly, and yes, the idea of Tess landing and walking away from that after being shot, I also found a little incredible. But yeah, by that point, yeah. plausibility yeah. is is uh, right. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what I was saying. If you go back and, and this examine point. this movie reasonably, you find some some ways in which it really falls apart. But but yeah, this is not a film. None of that mattered. It was like Evil Dead remake where she fights off the demons and her arm is ripped off and she walks away as if nothing happened. Or Numi Rapace 
in Prometheus, you know, we've talked about that one enough times. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, so I'm right there with you, Mike. It's uh, it, it it made no sense, but at that point, it was full grindhouse the movie, and, the, it, and it's just weird because. But again, even though I I didn't like the turn, the movie had so many different turns with you know the the, the first act and then the Justin Long act and then the flashback act and then this total grindhouse act. I guess it it can work, you know. You know, I mean, even even Pulp Fiction had the Grindhouse Act, you know, and and, a, and one of its, you know, the Kim mm-hmm. that shit. So, so yeah, but but it, it didn't feel like the rest of the movie. Put it that way, the rest of the movie was more of a thriller and and really. Scary. I don't know, man. Some of that shit in the tunnels was. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That that I don't even consider that part part of the Grindhouse. I consider the the Grindhouse the I, moment I, yeah. that. I, I mean, it, it is midnight movie, no doubt. But it, I'm talking about the whole last act where she gets run over by the car and she survives. Mm-hmm. The, a test gets shot and, and she's okay, and and then ripping arms off and and literally not only poking eyes out, but then taking the skull, which is the hardest bone in the body, mm-hmm. and breaking it in half. It's like okay, now now we're we're like like. The you know uh, the it's thing. The development of a horror movie killer, just like Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees. You're right. You're right. But I wasn't expecting him to go that route based off yeah. the first hour and fifteen. Is all I was yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. The, I don't think the fact that it did makes it bad. That's that's sure, all I'm trying sure. to say. Sure. Right. Right. It's like malignant. Mm-hmm. It, it you know it seemed like a normal film for a bit, and then boom, it goes off the, the wires. The last like twenty minutes. <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, so so it's, it's, that's a literally an excellent analogy. I think those two films, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and that was a good film too. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, critics did too. Um, let's see. Anything else anybody want to bring up? Anything? Anyone? No, I I am. This is this guy's first uh, horror film. Uh, he was another guy who had a background in comedy. Yep. Um. You know, and it's not exactly a secret. I'm always a little amazed about people who get confused about horror and comedy and like comedy and they don't understand that they could do quote unquote straight stuff. Not that horror is actually what most people consider straight. Jim, but it's a lot of this. It did a crime place. But it's, but it's right. There you go. It's a lot like, um, no, uh, Justin Peele. By Justin Jordan Peele, Jordan right? Peele? The other one oh, thinking. Jordan Peele. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. But right. They yeah, both so, so build off. Guys do it. Yeah. But, but, but it's scares work the same as jokes. It's set off, set up and pay off. Mm-hmm. And I think like what works with. And timing is a lot of it. And timing. Right. And what works with that first reveal in the end is that the film has been slow and deliberately paced the entire time. And then you see Mel Skarsgård in the, in the shadows and mother just comes running at you and doesn't pull away with her tits swinging at you. Like when you would, ex- when you're expecting there to be a cut, there really isn't a cut right then. They want to make sure you take in the, the whole pendulum thing going on. <laughs> Big swinging yeah. titties. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's playing with that timing and, um, that's now a new timing is just suddenly introduced in the middle of the film. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. Yeah. I also just want to say that, uh, I don't know about anybody else, but after I saw this movie, I was like, why is this movie called 
barbarian. I had no idea. I well, I found out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there is no reason. Is basically the answer. Uh, in that panel I was talking about, uh, they had a Q and A, and when somebody in the audience specifically asked that question, uh, his answer was, "Well, I had to save the document, and I didn't want to call it untitled." So I typed barbarian and I never changed it. <laughs> well, it's interesting because the street name is Barbary. Right. 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 And a lot of people. And I think he says he may have had that oh, in mind when yeah, he was, when, when yeah. he was typing in the name of the street too. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, there is, there is no good reason for it to be called barbarian. Uh, there are no Nordic hordes other than Bill Skarsgård, I guess. Um, well, he was talking about how he's seen theories online about the title, and he's he's seen comments from people about, oh yeah, that title is so smart because it's at four fifty six four seventy six Barbary, and and Rome fell to the barbarians in four seventy six <laughs> AD, and he was like, wait, is that true? <laughs> and he went and looked at him. He was like, holy shit, I guess that is true. <laughs> and like somebody else had another theory, and he's like, no, not that either. I just called it barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, and even if if he had the Roman thing, it's like that still has nothing to do with the film, anyway. Right. Well, they kind of <laughs> act like barbarians. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, and it was a Swede, so yeah, there's a barbarian. <laughs> his, his ancestors were were barbarians. There's no doubt about it. You know, so it makes sense. There you go. I don't know, but yeah, I was I was completely confused, and I actually had that written down as a question to ask tonight, and I just forgot to mention it. So I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up. I kind of like that answer though. <laughs> He's like, I just did it. Yeah, yeah. and this is <laughs> a uh, fun. This is a 20th century studio, so this is a Disney production. Mm-hmm. Technically, which, which 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 means Mother is technically a Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's that mother with the aliens with the 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 um the the uh, predator, right? Isn't the predator too? Isn't yeah. yeah, I just I should want to see the screaming children. Oh, oh and the Disneyland. Disney. They're Disney too, aren't they? Oh no, with no, the, but the, Monsters the Paramount. Yeah, sorry. With the with, with the with the swinging titties and you know out in front of the Magic Castle. <laughs> Jesus! Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Drop your kids off. They'll get fed. Oh, God. <laughs> what a great reveal, though. It literally reminded me of Wreck. I was like, oh, my God, the same beast from Wreck. It's like, oh, my God. Gross. Apparently, there was also a deleted scene that they just cut for time um, when Mother is caring for AJ. <laughs> um. When she she uh, catches a rat and bites its oh, head gosh. off, and then like chews some of it up and like baby bird feeds it. I really hope it's on the disc. Well, that's <laughs> that's that's audition right there. Oh no! I hope that's, <laughs> <laughs> well, he said audition was one of the major influences for this movie. So. I hope it's extended cut. Audition is in the Japanese film. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah, I hope it's an extended cut. Now that was a fucked up film. Audition. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I didn't know that film was going to go where it went, especially the the sack. Oh my god, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? The sack. Yeah, that movie's all sorts of wrong. 
Oh my god, that 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 that, that would be a great episode to talk about that film. I haven't seen that in like <laughs> twelve years. But it's like, oh my god, yeah. I I watched it deliberately at one point just because I'd read it. I, I'd seen it on Same so here. many lists. I was like, okay, I got to check this out. So I I know for a fact that I have watched it, but I remember very little of it. And I think that might be my brain protecting me. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. That. that, Oh, yeah. You got to see it. Yeah. Yeah. It it was like the same period. I I saw uh, um, Old Boy, too, because I heard that was on Asian horror. You have to that movie, Phil. They're doing a 4K remaster of the original Old Boy. Oh, 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 that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. I remember. You know what? I was talking to my my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, about this movie, Old Boy, um, because then and she still married you. Well, no. What had happened was was well, yeah. And then she told told what happened was is that there was that shooting by that kid in um at the VMI or whatever college it was. Oh. uh, whatever college it was in Virginia that killed like, he killed like 40 people and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and old boy was one of his favorite films oh, and no. they were, and they started talking about the films, you know, affect people. And I said, Holy shit, I have that film on, on DVD. It's right there. Look. And, and then she went and told her parents, he goes, yeah, do you know, Phil has that movie. <laughs> and my father goes, Phil, you have that film? I go, yeah, you want to rent it? Borrow it or something? Goes, oh, no, it was just, that's interesting. Yeah, it's a real yeah. film. It's huge. I mean, it wasn't like, had, but, but, it, but it's a real film. It wasn't like some underground, it wasn't like Cannibal Holocaust. It was old, old boys, a real film. You know, I mean, that's a real film. So so, but yeah, it was it was like nuts. But yeah, audition that was like uh, bad. You got to see that film. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be because you know the hype and stuff. But because it was, it was kind of weird. But it was pretty. It was pretty. Yeah, it was it was crazy. <laughs> um, all right, anything else we do for love? Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> uh, I but, would do and, anything. <laughs> Any any uh, more things that anybody wanted to bring up? If not, I'm good. We got two hours. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fucked up movie. Go see it. Yeah, all right. yeah. so it's four fucked up horror. All right, so we don't have. Uh, uh, we've already recorded about two hours, so we'll we'll just get into wrapping it up. Uh, yeah. What we've been watching, stuff we can do next week. Uh, so uh, before we do, uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy Dan. I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Scancity Podcast. That's spelled A S K A N C I T Y. You can get it wherever you found this one. Excellent. And uh, Mike, me, you, and Barrett, and Sean Fox, and Kevin Letts are doing a podcast about a, a Disney TV show, Marvel TV show. Yeah, okay. I was like wondering, it's like you're still not narrowing it down enough. To <laughs> it down. Well, I, I said Kevin Letts. That's, yeah. That's oh, okay. Well, he's, he's only made like one or two episodes. But yes, we're doing uh, She-Hulk, uh, Vendor of the Law, uh, based on the, uh, the Disney Plus TV series She-Hulk. Uh, which we're having fun with, um, and uh, I invite you to join us and enjoy the laughs, and uh, yeah, and hopefully we see more Madison. Indeed, and yeah, we didn't this week. I don't know; it just dropped. I haven't had a chance to watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah sorry, sorry. Just sorry. ruin it for him. That's okay. Oh, sorry, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, 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 and I, I ruined it about this too. But anyway, um, uh, Barrett, uh, uh, me and you, uh, along with. Uh, uh, random co-host uh, do another movie podcast Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews yes and we will be doing an interview um, next week uh, 
by with the guys that did No Fear. They have a new film coming out. We're going to be watching that um, screener and interviewing them. Yep, that's right. Uh, yeah, No Fear was great. That was a great film. Um, and uh, Mike, uh, me, you, Barrett, Sean Fox, and no Kevin Letts are doing another TV show on that's based off of HBO television Max show. Yeah, it's uh, called The Decimation of Dragons, which is about the uh, HBO uh, Max TV series House of the Dragon. And that's another show that we're really enjoying, uh, even if we weren't completely raving about the latest episode, because they seem to have forgotten the lights again. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> you guys just need to get better TVs. No, I have a really uh, good TV, uh, and it was a dark episode. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, the yeah. show was dark and full of sinners. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. And other uh, podcasters have said the same thing too. So, but it was it, it was just that one episode, and really there wasn't a lot to be seen other than like titties. So, yeah, if you want to yeah. see titties, go see Barbarian. Yeah, yeah you, you can just <laughs> go see Barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, and Mike, uh, when, when, we, when we finish up uh, these movie, I mean these TV show podcasts, uh, me, you, and Eric do another podcast. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> I guess for four. The Escancity podcast, right? No, that's No, podcast number four, which is Cinema Alicard, where we review a non horror. Ah, I can never remember. Uh, not yet. Where we review a non. <laughs> yeah, it's like, which one is he going to throw me this time? Uh, it's going to be <laughs> a non horror movie podcast where we rotate, taking turns, picking out, picking some film from the, could be the recent or distant past to review. Uh, and all sorts of genres from uh, Disney cartoons uh, to science fiction uh, to to dramas with little dogs and thrillers too and thrillers yes. because yeah that's that 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 safely sits at the nexus movies about bears the scariest movie Phil's ever seen oh my god dude dude the bears are like as bad as serial killers. No, no, like at the, when the pandemic started, you yeah. like watched Contagion on yes. repeat. So do yes. you like to go home every day and watch? I know, torture myself. Yeah, like, just I, switch back and forth between Backcountry, uh, Prophecy, Grizzly Maze, and then start <laughs> all over again. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm knocking on wood again because I, I just well, like this. And Phil, I've been meaning to follow up with you on this because all right, when we reviewed The Witch when it came yeah. out, yeah, you're yeah. like. Oh, it's just the woods. The woods aren't scary. I have woods in my backyard. <laughs> but you're constantly telling me about how fucking terrified you are when you go into the woods because you're afraid well, of bears. The best was, was when we were talking about open 24 hours. I go, all she had to do was get grab the, the, the bear spray. And you go, what are you talking about, Phil, bear spray? Everybody has bear spray at gas stations because the bears <laughs> are everywhere. you got to watch out for them. Oh, no, no, they don't. They yeah, don't. no. Really well, well, I had never heard of bear spray up until that exact moment. And the weird thing is, after you brought it up, I heard about it in a random context like three or four times over the next month. I was just like, how the fuck is bear spray everywhere now? <laughs> I'm telling you, because, because, because I, I, I pointed out bears. They're, they're scary. You know, my, my, my mom takes, takes, takes her little rat out for a walk uh, with bear spray. <laughs> just to, you know, I, I just said, just throw the rat at the bear and delete it. That's Phil's plan. He takes his dog out there. Yeah, I do. I do. I take my dog. But but yeah, I mean, I I don't. I don't yeah, bears are scary, dude. It's just don't have to be faster than bear. Just have to be faster than the dog. 
but, walk but, that's true. But it's it's like what what do you do? If, I mean, what do you do? I, I mean, throw it, the dog at the bear and run. That I dog guess. would get away, and Phil would be meat. Spare it. It's a plan. My mom, my mom's little rat is already like twelve years old. He's like blind, missing half his teeth. He was a rescue. He doesn't have a whole lot of life left in him. He'll make a great chew toy. He's probably very leathery. Oh, stop it. You you love your that, your mom's dog. Stop it. Anyway. And it's perfectly um, acceptable to use dogs as a distraction to get away, like we saw in Zombievers. Exactly. That's true. Oh, my God. That was terrible. That was <laughs> so funny. It was funny, but it was horrible, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome, and that movie had Bill Burr in it too. So that was awesome. <laughs> Bill Burr is awesome. That's uh, why Breaking Bad was great. Oh, what did did he ever show up in 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 Better Call Saul? No, they tried. <laughs> couldn't they couldn't work it into his schedule? Uh, um, that's which was unfortunate. But but yeah. since Eric 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 said the magic word, what's that? Another word. Huh? Zombievers. Oh. <laughs> Zombievers. That's a great song. Uh, we are anyway, all over the place. Let's wrap this up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. So uh, let's give our final thoughts on this film here. So uh, let's go with you, Mike. Yeah, I love this film. I really did. Uh, this is uh, not necessarily at the very top of my list, but it is up there. Um, and yeah, there's some unplausibility that happens. It is a screwed up ending of a film that I did never saw coming. And it's so hard to surprise me in a movie nowadays, not with a twist. There was no M night Shyamalan and it was Justin Long's mother all along. It wasn't anything like that. It's just was an unpredictable roller coaster, and I loved it. All right. Sounds good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I would have loved it even more if it just stuck as the thriller that, it, that I thought it was going to be because it was really good and I, I love my dark scary thrillers as as people may notice based off of my choices of uh, films that I, I always watch um, but people know I like Grindhouse crazy films too and uh, but it, I, I just prefer them to be um, one tonal thing however uh, that doesn't mean this film it isn't awesome because it is awesome. So yeah, I, but, I recommend. But would have made you love it even more if, as it turned out, it was the, the basement was part of an underground alien breeding experiment with bears. The yeah, the grays. The grays. Oh, yeah, that, that would be pretty cool, actually. Half <laughs> breeds between uh, the grays and the bear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! If they had a bear human hybrid in the maze. Oh my god, dude! That would have been a scary film. <laughs> An albino bear that's been stuck down there for forty years. It's their pet. We gotta get. We gotta contact this guy for the sequel. We got an idea. We know it's behind the third wall. <laughs> that's a great idea. Oh my god, I would see that. Uh, film. I'd be pissing my pants, but I'd be seeing that film. <laughs> uh, Eric, what do you got? I love this movie. Um, when I was watching this movie, um, I think I told somebody this. I can't remember if it's in any of you, though. Um, at one point, I just I realized that my hand was over my mouth. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't remember putting it there. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's how effective this movie was for me. 
Um, I've seen a lot of shit in a lot of movies, so it, it takes something special to get me there. Um, yeah. So I love this. It's definitely going to be on my list at the end of the year. High recommend. Yeah, there was a couple of times I wanted to cover my eyes or, or look away, but I was sitting next to those two two women, and I didn't want them to think I was some puss. Uh, I, I was some weirdo. <laughs> yeah, you are. So it's okay. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. So, so whatever. Uh, but yeah, it was it was it was one of those films. And uh, Barrett. Yeah, I love this film. I thought uh, everything was great about it. The acting, the score, um, the way it just was quite a good roller coaster. Um, it's going to it might be my number one film of the year. We'll see where we get at the end of the year. But uh, it, it's definitely in the top five for me right now. This film back to back with Orphan First Kill would be awesome. That's a dub, great double feature right there. <laughs> Midnight movie madness. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, uh, once again, uh, the film here is called uh, Barbarian. Uh, no one knows why it's called Barbarian, but except for uh, the writer. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just uh, something he put up there. Uh, but either way, uh, it's directed by Zach Krager, uh, starring Georgina Campbell, Bill Skarsgård, Justin Long, and Richard Brake. Uh, the film is at theaters at this point, which once again is September 15th, 2022. But based off of when you listen to this podcast, since podcasts can be listened to pretty much any time because they're always just sitting out there. Uh, if you're listening to this a year or two later, you can get it probably on VOD and disc. And you'll be able to see most likely that rat scene, which would be kind of interesting. Uh, but either way, uh, we all like the film and check it out. And with all that stated, Eric, what are the other side? All right. Thanks for tuning in. Let's talk about Barbarian. Come back next time. We'll have another topic. I'll light the fire. You place the flowers in the vase that you bought today. Staring at the fire for hours and hours while I listen to
Today